Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is the uh, amazing Nick Vaderot. He's been a dear friend of mine uh, for quite a while, over a decade. We uh, started in Chicago around the same time. He's so, so funny. I just want to get to this as quickly as possible because it's it's a silly one. And uh, as I like to say, we were due for a silly one. He's so funny, so interesting. Uh, it was an effortless two hours. So let's get to it. Uh, PeteHolmes.com, we got a couple t-shirts that are live again, not f- meaning they're going to go into print if you, uh, if you go to the website the, the day that this comes out and probably for the rest of the week. Not Feeling It is back. I think PD is My Homeboy is back. And they're always available to order, but if enough people order them, they'll definitely go to print. Definitely go to print. That's hard to say. And uh, these are definitely going to print. So there's a bunch of them. I think both going through wall is going to go to print. So feel free, order whatever ones you want, but those ones are are selling right now for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, That's at PeteHolmes.com. I think, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. I do want to mention that our sponsor is the wonderful Squarespace. We know all about Squarespace. Whether you need a, like a landing page, a simple landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, everything is included with your Squarespace website. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, do it. Get into it. Build it beautiful. Easiest, fastest, most wonderful way to make a website. So uh, show your support of this podcast and get to squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD for 10% off your first purchase. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support. Guys, enjoy Nick Vatterot. Grab a t-shirt, PD is my homeboy, or blah, 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 at pedehomes.com. And get into this. Get into this sweet goodness. All right. I feel like this will be the starting point without all the barking. <laughs> Some people freak out. My friend uh, Brent, you know Brent Sullivan. Do you know Brent Sullivan? I do know Brent Sullivan. Brent Sullivan hates a dog bark. Oh, no. Hates a Is he dog. a cat? He hates it. <laughs> he hates it. I don't know. You can't get mad at him, man. You ever see, I always feel like when a, like when a dog... Shush! Hey, buddy, he's just excited. Yeah. That means they want to. Uh, they yell. want something. They want that means to they yell, want to yell and be free to yell. Get in on the conversation. <laughs> it's the great Brian Regan bit. Hey! Yeah! Hey! 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 <laughs> That's a dog. And then doesn't it go like, remember that time <laughs> I saw a stick? <laughs> uh. So funny. He's the best. He is. Do you, are you a big Reg? He's my favorite, man. He's your fave? He's my favorite. No way. Oh, absolutely. He's, you know, when it comes down to it, you get rid of all the bells and whistles. Well, Regan is, Regan's the best. Well, you can't beat it. He's just funny. I mean, he's like, he's the one guy that like, I mean, every, uh, that last special, I like cried laughing twice. Oh, wow. I cried laughing twice in it. I yeah. always laugh hard out loud. There's a lot of comics I like to watch. Yeah. But I like, when you watch a comic on TV... <laughs> Sometimes I just Art sit there transcend. smiling the whole time. Oh, sure. And then I'm like, oh, I'm that awful audience member that's like, hey, you know you guys can make a sound when you laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's... Next <laughs> 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 ah, thing you tape, you should just say that into the camera. You know? I'm talking to you at home. Yeah, it wouldn't be... kill you to make a yeah. chortle, a chuckle. 
but he, call out the audience at home. He, is, I can't hear them. I, I can't hear you, audience. Hey, quit making dinner. Quit yelling at your wife and listen to my act. I I'm in the background. Pay attention. <laughs> They don't care. They don't care. But uh, he actually transcends the media and, and was able to make you really laugh. I always hard. laugh. I laugh all the. Yeah, I laugh out loud at his albums. And, and yeah. his, I mean, you can watch Brian Regan like you can go on. I mean, I don't know. You can find a lot of videos of his online and just spend hours yep. watching just the Regan material. We call it. Yeah, yeah. You can watch it for hours and you won't yeah. find a repeat bit. And uh, I don't know. He's just so. But and he he'll, figured out the voice. He figured out. Hey, I mean, hey. yeah. I mean, where was he when he was curb like dumb? He's, yeah. he's sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm doing a Regan bit. I think we talked about that. Like, yeah, we I did. think when we first met, like, you know, like well, that, that was sometimes, the thing everyone would make fun of me for. Right? Was that I was heavy on the Regan? Yeah, you and said you wouldn't watch Regan. I still don't. Because you get influenced by yeah, it. I still would. Yeah. I dabbled in it. And Did then the next show, I noticed I was like, hey, you guys want to get some pizza? Everything's funnier if you do it that is, voice. It is, but it's not But then fair. you just have to make your version of that voice. Do you have right. a version well, but of I mean, your but uh, voices? He's, he's, you must. His, his voice is dumb. I mean, how much of comedy is talking about how dumb yeah. you are or somebody is? I was your bit about the woman that insists on pronouncing the thing. Oh, sure, sure. Margarita. Oh, and absolutely. Like, Could I... Possibly have a margarita. <laughs> no, it goes, it's thirty percent right. funnier, and it's a great bit. I also but with the Regan voice. Yeah, you can't beat it. Do you fall? I, do you sometimes fall? I fall in. I love. I, I fall into the Regan setups. You oh, know, sure. So uh, the other day, I'm walking down the street, yeah. and then I find this guy, and yeah. I'm like, what? "Now I'm not even doing the. I'm not even doing the dumb part just yet, you know." And then I'm just walking around hey. shaking like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my. Hey, I'm getting kind of fat. Clothes. <laughs> Dude, uh, I yeah, sometimes it's so weird because like I get self conscious about it if I'm in a room of comics when I touch on the Regan. But what when do you I, mean? Y- y- well, because I'm like, oh, I'm obviously just doing Regan right now. You know, if I'm riffing something. Oh yeah. I but if I'm on the road and there's no one there, I'm like Regan it up. I gotta play it. Just if this is, I'm riffing in a moment. Yeah, I'm yeah, being yeah. self conscious. Probably it's if there was like a comic you here, don't you'd do be a like full Regan. I'm not. I'm you not, allow the knob to go up to ten percent. I'm, I'm. It's like about more yeah, than you would normally. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's still something I, I get it's more in my head yeah you know oh when I first moved to New York I thought there was going to be a table in the back <laughs> I really did in the showroom though I right. really can see it in my mind and it was Mitch Hedberg Brian Regan all the guys that get ripped off the most right and right. there's a tell and they would go like hack <laughs> if you did it we might it's kind of a tricky thing because you know you try on your influences and then you shed them eventually. Right. But like if you were policed the whole time, you wouldn't have, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like swinging Mickey Mantle's bat. Right. You get, you get to try it out a little bit. Sure, to ease into it And a do that bit. in the shadows. Do that yeah. in the open light. You know, like it's, it's this weird thing that I've been thinking about a belief lately. It's like you have to like commit to something even though you might, it might not be com- completely correct. Right. But you're like, like positing a theory that you know might not be completely correct, right. but you want to get into that theory is the same thing as positing a voice of another comedian. You know it's not going to be you forever, right. but for this afternoon, I'm going to tell you that women are stronger physically than men, and, or whatever you want to say. Like, okay. Just trying to think something that most people wouldn't right, argue. Right, right, right. Although women are very strong and independent very and gorgeous strong. and very interesting very. and very powerful. Two punched me on the way here. Two have punched me, and I don't remember <laughs> because it was such a strong blow. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. There's something to the allowance that an open micer gets to pretend to be whoever. It's weird. There's even like a cadence, In the cadence. I, 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 uh, I see now of like, 
you know, just people like I'm like there's there's a couple comedian cadences. Oh my god! That I that I like. I know what you it mean. kills me. Comedy cadence. Yeah, it's comedy cadence. There's a stand up comedy cadence. Like, you have comedy cadence. Yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, I can't. I can't. I can't really I, do it either. I can't because if you could do it, yeah. you would do it. Uh, right, <laughs> you'd be I, stuck doing I it. I think I when I fall into it, then I start like. Thinking like it all day in my head because yeah. I'm sort of making fun of it. It kind of a little sounds bit. like Chandler if we're thinking of it correctly. It's kind of like yes. You look at yes. a flat screen TV. Is the flatness of the screen <laughs> really the right. main feature? <laughs> Not the HD pornography I'm streaming from the included Ethernet. It's like you don't talk like that. Yeah, you don't, I, I, don't, I had an hour yeah. conversation yeah, with you yeah, yeah. on the write up, you know, or whatever, right. and then somebody. And that's like, what Louis did. Louis ruined everything, or he set us free. I'm not sure which, but you know. And Robert Klein, all these, you know, oh, before yeah. Louis, that were like, I'm going to talk the way that I talk on stage, off stage, and you're one of those fellas. I tried to be, you don't, I, but you, you know, we've known you. How long have we known each other? Oh, uh, Jesus, over 40, a decade, 50, 50, 50 days. <laughs> 50 days. <laughs> 50 American days. American days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Holland, we're technically married. We've known each other for so long. <laughs> and we have summers off. We do. I love the summers. Regardless oh, I go of crazy. Profession. I'm sorry, but I do go apeshit uh, on the summers. Yeah. Summers off. <laughs> Everybody's off in the summer. Would you, if we, we were talking about prison the other day, and prison? we were like, yeah. And we're you like, and I? Yeah, no, but me and we, the royal we, I don't know what that means. Me, that yeah, means yeah. Just it just me means myself. an excuse that you wanted to say we. I wanted to say we because I can't remember who it was. Because the queen did it once, <laughs> and they were like, what was that? And she was like, you know, <laughs> you mean to say? <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't admit that she made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 what do you mean, Royal Way? No, that's a good thing you say. It is? Sure. I decree sure. it. Who says it? We say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You were talking about prison. Prison. And I want to talk about the queen now. I don't even care about my prison thing anymore. A, well, a queen is a good example of like uh, the benefits of believing in something. It's like we're going to really have a symbol and a thing, and people, it works. I was, the, the queen is like, imagine if there was a, a, a person who was like, who's like, <laughs> like, don't look at me in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me. Yeah. Because do you know who my father is? Yeah. You'd be like, this is a horrible person. <laughs> but like in England, like, she's the best. Well, that's what the scepter is for. What is that? It's literally basic, like, kind of lizard brain stuff where you're like, don't look at me for <laughs> I am from a very special bloodline. You're like, get out of here, lady. And she pulls out the scepter. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, jewels. <laughs> yeah, that's why you wear the crown. <laughs> if you're wearing a crown, you're selling right. some bullshit. That's right. what Burger King figured out. They're like, ah, eat it. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, the burger's terrible. Put crowns around it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better with a crown. It is. I crown don't get royal. The, they do the jewel. The, I don't get the jewels. I don't get jewelry or jewels. Jewels are jewels stupid. in general. I get it. Where? When are we? Are we now? Then I don't get jewels. Now you don't get. But jewels, are we but like? Get... Are we wearing loincloths and you found one in the river? Because then I'm going to kill you. For well, you it. don't have. Well, <laughs> and I'm going to pick up a stone and go shiny, shiny. Yeah, but you, then, and then I'm Gollum. Then at that point, you're you're like the guy. You're the evil guy in every movie who his downfall is he he wanted the diamonds. <laughs> but the diamonds, the diamonds. There's always like a guy. <laughs> I need, and there's always a satin pouch because yeah, yeah, they bought the yeah. diamonds in a diamond store. <laughs> 
Yeah, I gotta you can them. buy diamonds, man. You it's can like, get diamonds. When you buy sunglasses, they give you the slick kind of sheet <laughs> right, to rub it's it got with. got the little, like, uh, yeah, super spelt, Rayon. Little, yeah. yeah, Rayon. And when band. you buy a thousand million diamonds, <laughs> I love they give guy. you a little sack. <laughs> the guy's like, check out the diamonds, but check out this bag. That <laughs> <laughs> was pretty cool. That was a tweet of mine. I was like, do you ever think a pirate was like, bury the treasure, let's keep this gorgeous chest? <laughs> What a waste of a chest. You know there was one guy that was like, you know I leave my boots on the floor and my coat on the boots. Like, I could use a chest. And they, and they, they're they collecting so much treasure, they start eyeballing his chest. He's like, guys, no, seriously, this is for clothes. Please. This is for clothes. Just bury it. Just bury it in the ground. It's fine. The treasure creates its own like, sand chest. Like, so he's, he's got like all these, I'm putting my winter clothes in here. Yes. And then so like six months goes by and he's like, uh-oh, it's starting to get chilly. And he gets out a map to see where he buried all his winter clothes in his treasure chest. <laughs> it's like, what are we finding? Well, it's some scarves and I got like a couple of like... Christmas <laughs> ornaments. One of the best Christmas ornaments in baby <laughs> albums. <laughs> Why I buried them, I'll never know. <laughs> you know is this it? No, that's Halloween stuff. <laughs> you, you, what map were you looking at? That's all Halloween stuff. Uh, which, where was that three months ago? Which tattered map? <laughs> we had the drabest Halloween because I couldn't find the right tattered map. <laughs> that was one of my go-to riffs was I always love to say a, a tea-stained map. <laughs> like if you got me improvising enough with myself, I yeah, would eventually you get say, to tea stone. I'll get there. Tea stained maps. Because I remember being in junior uh, junior high in like kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they showed us you can put a piece of paper in tea, and Is it turns was? brown, and then you let it dry, and you can burn the edges, and it looks like a, a letter a pirate. Wrote. So pirates were just doing crafts. That yeah, that's how they did them all back then. <laughs> Go to Trader Joe's. Yeah. Not Trader Joe's, but Trader Joe. <laughs> Go down to Trader Joe and get some of his mixed tea leaf. For this letter cannot look pristine when it reaches its destination. Well, if you got like a typed out letter from a pirate, like Avast will be here in a couple days. Right. Hide right. your women. <laughs> a heads up. Well, that's what they did. Did they really? No, no. I like when they airdrop letters in, in Korea. They would like. When I first started doing comedy, I had a bit about pirates. We all did. Right. And I said pirates were the original organized crime. Right. <laughs> and the big, big mistake they made was that hoist a flag as if to say, hey, in, a, in like four to six hours, we're going to be there. So like hide your shit. Just to make it interesting? Well, because I, I'm, ba- I'm going off the presupposition right. that it's true that they had the black skull and bones flag. Oh, sure. I assume. Right? I guess. Yeah. They had to have. But then they, and then you have, like, they have smoke, and then that would be, like, be a warning that they're coming. Yeah. Did they like the game of it? The sport? Maybe. You know, just Is give it the most up? dangerous game? Like, it's too, it, yeah. it'd be too easy right. when, we, right. when we think, we, when we pretend to be a tuna boat. <laughs> Filled with scallywags and nary one tuna. That's like going, go hide on that tiny island. You know, yeah. like, like it's only like, yeah, they can hide. It's like I don't know. It's oh, like playing true. peekaboo with a baby. It's like, I, yeah, true. where did it go? Oh my god, you just, I think you just figured out the truth, which is like they knew they're going to where are they going to go? Yeah, you're they, on a, you know. you're in the Caribbean. Forts weren't invented yet. No you know? forts. No, there was no like lost style hatch to no, throw it in. No they're, they're just getting trunks and burying it, which right. is what they were going to do anyway. So. Thanks right. for saving us the trouble. <laughs> Arr, I don't know how to thank you. It, it is so funny that, they, that we have a pirate. Everyone has a pirate bit. Because I think they were like, 
in in history, they're funny. They were the most ridiculous. Yeah, they were ridiculous. I just no. I can't imagine there was more than one guy that looked like any of the pirates that we like. Sort of, <laughs> you know, there was one guy with no eye and no leg, oh my God, and then like, and had a beard. And it's like, like that's what all pirates are. It's like Joe Manny's bit about like the sixties. We thought it was all hippies, but really it was a small percentage. It was just Janis Joplin. There were probably a right. bunch of pirates that were like. Right. Shaved regularly. Yeah, I shave. I have both I got legs. Two, I've had, I got hell. I got three legs. Don't, no, no one talks about that. You know, I got. I got twenty twenty vision. Nobody talks about that. I have never seen a bird. <laughs> I don't even know how I would keep a bird perched on my shoulder. So what during the windy, windy travels? Right, right. That just that's tame and is fine with all of the carnage. And I, 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 there's a bit. My pirate bit that I could never get to work was just. Uh, it's one of those things where I think it's more. You're like that's that's clever, and yeah. you can hit. That's not funny, you yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah, I, there's sure, some though, I couldn't figure out. There's something funny to me about pirates. Are they only people in history that have an eye patch? That's that's the only people with an eye patch. Nobody. There was no apostle with an eye patch. You know. Was like, Do you mind if I sit to the right of Jesus because I can't see him on that side? You know. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know there was a miracle. Yeah, right. Yeah. I thought there was. Oh, I was wondering. I thought he was serving wine. To be honest, and you're telling me it was water. He had the greatest faith, though he couldn't see anything. Yeah, he's like, he's like, what I got? He's like, that's about me, you know, you know. <laughs> give an eye, give an eye for an eye. That was me. I just, I did that for reals. It's like, no, you lost it because you tripped when you were holding a. You tripped because yeah. these times are terrible. They're terrible. The sandals are terrible. You, you got you a fell mild down. infection, and we couldn't save it. <laughs> so the quack doctor went with a spoon. But there you go. Yeah, which that sound is cool though. It's like a splinter falling out. Oh. And he was a guy yeah. going eyes. I got three eyes. He was a pirate. He was, wait, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, he was also a pirate. There is no other like yeah Napoleon. Nobody else had eye patches. No pi- and nope. Pirates had eye patches. And then this is like this was the bit I could never get to work. Was they were also the only they're like why? They, but they were also the only people who had birds on their shoulder. Yeah. Like maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they turn to the side, the, the the bird pecks out the eye, and it's like well maybe maybe get rid of the birds, and you guys will see what's you know starboard of the ship when you're driving no, around. No, it's worth it for the no, bird. No, Let me just dip my leg in this water. Oh, shark! Oh, my leg, my arm, I gotta... Is that what the leg is? Yeah, it might be sharks. It's gotta be sharks. That's my favorite band. They might be sharks. They might be sharks. <laughs> it might be sharks. <laughs> Pirates are ridiculous. I wonder if they're the biker gangs. I'm afraid of biker gangs in you the are? way that people are probably afraid of pirates. Yeah. Well, let's, let's uh, unpack it a little bit. <laughs> I love it, but there's no like pirate that's like we're actually uh, uh, you know, like on the ocean for cancer, you know, like like raising toys for tots. There's never like a good chariot. We have a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. We read to the blind. <laughs> yeah, and that one time the town needed us, we showed up and right. raised our fists. Drove those bad people well, out that's of town. Because a lot like, of bikers are you like, you see he's a biker good. gang, yeah. and, and you're always like, is this one of those? Are you Nazis or are you are like you Christian? The, are you the Christian ones right. that are like, Jesus want, was never in one place at one time? <laughs> and then they get on their chopper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I always, I, you know, the Hunter S. Thompson of it all, you know, when those things he wrote, right. I think for Rolling Stone about biker gangs. And then there was a lot of questionable activities, a lot of. I think meth and and I think there was rape stuff happening. I'm not sure, but even saying that, like whenever you see them, even though they're on bikes, right? Bikes, right? Thwartable with a broom, right? Yeah. Okay, go up some stairs. No, <laughs> Sam. How do I get no! you? No. Yeah, I don't know why. Every impression of anybody we will do will be pirate for the rest of 
Remember, oh, like, no! <laughs> JFK was like, ah, not to fear, but fear itself. Oh, yeah. Come on, we put the top up in this car. I've got a bad feeling. Me not. <laughs> what your country can do for you. Uh, ask me. Ask ye not. Ask ye not what, what ye country. Don't ask what the captain can do for you. <laughs> But what you can do for your captain. Why is he saying captain? Somebody might have said that. Yeah. That idea of parallel thoughts. Like some speechwriter wrote that for JFK. Yeah. But feasibly, at some point, a pirate had to give a speech. Oh, sure. And he had the fat. There's always the fat one with the white beard. Right. Right. Glasses. Oh, yeah. yeah. The old But no mustache. He's yeah. a little bit eating smarter. Oatmeal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's eating oatmeal while everyone else is eating the dog. He's a little bit smarter. <laughs> I'm good. Want some dog? I'm good with the oatmeal. <laughs> He's too stupid to not be a pirate, <laughs> but for the pirates, he's king of the pirates. He's, he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote a speech. There's a chance, if you yeah. consider it, that a pirate wrote another pirate a speech that was, ask not what you can do. Oh, sure. What the captain can oh, do yeah. for you, yeah. but what you can do for your captain. And then way he, too confused. And then he <laughs> He's like, I think trim it down a little bit. I think, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> and then he cut a huge fart. Like, just like there was no <laughs> civility. Mid speech, he blasted a fart. That was the original punch up, was letting out farts. Oh, yeah. I thought I'd tag it with this. <laughs> Is that a good tag? It's got legs, man. It's got legs. Why, don't, why aren't you talking like this? I don't know. I feel out of place on this boat. Hey, why is he talking like... I don't know, guys. <laughs> why isn't he talking like he just had a shouting match with Kurt Russell? Arr, I just finished. <laughs> that must have been exhausting. I, I've said many times on this podcast that it's exhausting to be cool. It must have been exhausting. Bikers must be exhausted if Ex- they ever just want to be like, you ever just look at a lily? <laughs> You know what I mean? They, I don't feel like it's part of their persona to be like, I love Oprah. <laughs> they can't just be sensitive yeah. or just be like, it is a beautiful sunset every night. <laughs> I mean, every night. I you got to like that part of it. They can man cry. Right. Like, like Bob right. Seger comes on against the wind and they're just like, <laughs> makes, makes me think of my dad when I put him down. <laughs> 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 I just love he's trying to pillage and he's like standing there and all he's like trying to get my courage up that you know was, <laughs> that was my bit what was the that bit very similar to the bit we did earlier about the queen the royal we mm. was that do you think the person who first said pillage oh yeah meant to say plunder the village but fucked up but he was in charge so he's like <laughs> right. let's go pillage that village and they're like what it's a word. <laughs> it means plunder the village. <laughs> and then because they're all afraid of this they're guy. They're like, sure, yeah. You know, we got to go pillage, I guess. Right. Pillage the village. I, uh, and then I think there's probably something other. I th- no, I think I've heard you do it. The, uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> what? I can't remember where the Rex Max part is. Uh, of pillage the village? Oh, you're, the, the, uh, I hope it wasn't rape, but it's usually I rape. I think it pillage. was. It was probably Something rape. like that. This, you know what's crazy to say is probably was a time when people were less afraid to make uh, rape jokes. It, and during Viking era? <laughs> that was the last time you could... Re- no, you could back in a Viking area. People uh, were far less sensitive. Now, yeah. I'm not saying, by the way, that you shouldn't be sensitive. I, I happen to be sensitive about sure. rape jokes. But at that time, I probably said vrape. Vra- vrape. Oh, you said vrape was like the thing. pillage yeah, and yeah, vraping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's like, don't you mean raping? 
you know? It's, it's ripe. I do. It's weird you can't, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I've gotten so many, like, PC conversations in the past, like, week, you know? Really? It's, it's impossible. I don't, did you see the Billy Corrigan, Billy Corrigan thing yesterday? Billy Corrigan? Billy Corrigan. Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Homer Simpson, smiling politely? He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was on like Alex Jones yesterday, you know. Oh, it's Jones, our yeah. modern Info pirate. Wars, yeah. Uh, he yeah. talks like a modern pirate. Bill Hicks, they say he is. Do you, they? Have you heard that conspiracy theory that Alex Jones is just Bill? <laughs> is Bill Hicks? <laughs> Which I, I I completely disagree with, but it, it, it's that funny. is an amazing. It's a, I mean, the internet thinks Ted Cruz is the uh, I don't know killed Moses or something like that. I don't know. Oh, he's it, the Zodiac. He's the Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I thought that one was just good fun. It is good fun, right, right, right. but they're yeah. Uh, the Alex Jones, yeah, I think that's weird, but. Billy Corgan is. Am I saying it? Yeah, Billy Corgan. Will it's Willie Willie Corgan. No. William Corgan. William Corgan. Uh, he's. I don't. He does his whole thing. His <laughs> William Corgan's <laughs> business card says, "I don't approve of you playing music that loudly, Billy." It's the dad. William Corgan disapproving <laughs> disapproving pumpkins. Just wrote, I just bought those pumpkins. Ah. <laughs> That's what his dad said. I just bought said. those pumpkins. <laughs> Somebody bought those pumpkins. You know, know, someone paid good money for those pumpkins. Those kids spent a lot of time carving those pumpkins. When I was 17, I was smashing pumpkins, and now I am William Corgan going, yeah. those weren't your pumpkins. Those, no, those, you know. That's the band that I would be into now is, hey, those, those weren't, weren't your pumpkins. Somebody paid for those fucking pumpkins. But you were saying, what did Billy Corgan say? He's on got Alex this Jones? whole thing, right? This he's, is Billy Corgan, the singer. The singer, yeah. yeah. And he's saying that uh, he's saying that social justice warriors are uh, social justice warriors. I'm gonna. I don't know why I'm giving him Rush Limbaugh's voice. <laughs> this is Billy Corgan. But that's Billy Corgan. Corgan sounding like empty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, melancholy. It's so weird that a guy who wrote Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is such a bleak world uh, <laughs> outlook on the world. Uh, no, but he was like, he says social justice warriors are, are eliminating freedom of, of they, they want to get rid of freedom of speech, you know, uh, which is shit, shit, which is weird to me because he's talking the whole time. He's, he's, he's very smart. He, he, he knows stuff way better than sure. I do. But he put I, out an album with melancholy in the title <laughs> and right. it's sold. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. A smart guy. And you look at it and go, huh, that's cute. That's because yeah. it's a name. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. That's a fun use of melancholy, you know. Oh, it is her name. Yeah, or a name. Uh, but he's so he does the. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm staring into your eyes. Just popped out of your head, rolled on the ground. Spoons? <laughs> now I have five eyes. <laughs> like that guy's bad. <laughs> I like a guy named Spoons. Which, by the way, <laughs> Spoons. Good, good. You know what's name. funny? Mm. We have to go on eighteen tangents. I remember you and I were at this. Uh, we were at Shake Shack up in like uh, Herald Square or whatever, wherever it is. This you know? must have been a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, sure. And uh, I, there I was, do miss Shake Shack. There was a name. There was someone kept calling a name for like a burger or something. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'm gonna try and, to remember. And we just there was like this like this homeless guy. <laughs> And oh, I like digging in the trash, and they <laughs> called this guy enough times that the, you could tell this guy was like, "I should just be, I should just be Denise." Because <laughs> Denise was obviously yeah. not coming Denise to get the <laughs> paid for it. <laughs> yeah, it's hot and fresh. And let's be honest, if you take it and Denise comes later, they'll make another one for Denise. Go get that double right. burger. 
Go get it. Go get it. And then he goes there and he's whole... like, I'm Denise. And they're like, You're not Denise. <laughs> I'm totally Denise. And then like and then for so and there was Oh, and you joked, very Nick Vanrod, <laughs> that he walks away and someone who wasn't involved goes, Hey Denise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has, he's like his I, name was He's like, No one believes I'm Denise. <laughs> I just couldn't hear because I was over there. I'm Denise. And, then, and someone goes, hey, I think this was you. Someone goes, hey, spoons. And then some girl that looks like Denise. <laughs> like, spoons. spoons. Your food is ready. Spoons. And a woman, and a woman who really up. looks like a Denise. <laughs> and I think we're all picturing the right kind of Denise. Goes and gets the burger. And she's like, what took so long? <laughs> Very good memory. Very oh, good. But Spoons, I don't know. Spoons triggered that. You know uh, what I wanted to say about uh, PCness? You were on Billy Corgan, but the PCness. The NPR uh, put out this this American Life that was very interesting about a way that they're surveying people that will change their minds. Have you did you hear about this? Mm-mm. So what it was is they go to some, this is very quick. They go to somebody's door. They say on a scale of one to ten, how in favor of abortion are you? One being illegal, no one should have them. Ten being everyone should get everyone one. should get one. Yes, it's it's for everyone, <laughs> not that, but <laughs> anyone that wants one should get one. Right, should be able to safely and for free. Right, that's a ten. And uh, the woman was Catholic and was, I am a one, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then they recorded this conversation. They played it on NPR. And then all the surveyor would have to do is tell the person the story uh, about how they had had an abortion. And, that, and so all it would be was, I'm the survey person. I'm like, sure. I understand your position. That, uh, do you, can you tell right. me a little bit more about that? And in the middle right. of the conversation, they start going like, well, you know, I was raped and I had an abortion. Or right. uh, I was going to die and I had an abortion. Or I was too young and I had an abortion. All this sort of stuff. And talk about how they were grateful that they were able to get affordable and healthy care because it's right. dangerous and all this stuff. And all that's all it is. You'd think it would be some like weird, keep saying the word yes, yes, right. yes. Keep nodding and they'll agree with you. It's not that. It's just make it personal. And at Absolutely. the end, they asked them again, and it went to a 10. And they have the audio. A 10? A 10. It went from a 1 to a 10. Wow. So, rape. Rape joke. Right. right? right. Uh, I just got – people were angry. Giannis Papas did the podcast, and we had a conversation about this. And, uh-huh. and I understand. Uh, it's okay when people get upset, and, and you know I hear about it and stuff. And I understand why people get upset. Sure. It's because – when Giannis and I are talking, it's two straight white men, and here we are, two straight white right. women, right? White men. And when you do a joke, and it's a bunch of straight white men, and you do a joke about uh, a transgendered thing or a rape thing or whatever, it's not really your area. Right. And it's so interesting to me how all of these straight white men would go from ones to tens, myself included, on any issue the second you meet a person – the f- my, the, my first uh, trans friend, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, I am 100%. I was never sure. not pro, but as soon as I had – and that's what was so offensive about like my ex-mother-in-law was so anti-gay. Right. And she, I was like, you've never met a gay person. You know what I mean? Anyway, so when it comes to rape jokes, Kumail and I on the same night stopped making it because we made one together, like uh-huh. doing tandem stand-up. And we got this letter. I've told this story many times. And then we stopped because it was a person in the audience that was like – they were like very violently raped and we're like, well, it's not worth it. Right. So where do we, you know, the Billy Corgan of it and the, and the, I don't want to assume what his point was, but there is this sort of, I felt it when I interviewed Giannis, there's this sort of lovely 
dying, weird back-of-the-room guy that says the words you're not supposed to say. Sure. It's kind of grotesque. I'm not going to say it's ugly all of the time, but it's certainly grotesque in its overtness. Yeah. And, there's, and that's definitely going away. Was that, was that what Billy's saying? He's, he's saying that it, uh, by these social justice warriors saying that you can't say these certain words and you can't say these certain things, express these certain ideas, that you're, you're eliminating free speech. But to me, it's like, you know, <laughs> I just picture someone in Benjamin Franklin's time standing on a corner being like, bitch, bitch, as soon as like, you couldn't do this in England because we would get mad. <laughs> I am running through a cornfield and your joke bullets are whizzing by. Unbelievable. But that's that's not what it is, certainly. It's, it's certainly not. Right? And by the way, like the other thing that Diarrhea. Right. That, <laughs> what's another one? Come on, give me another one. He's just at the <laughs> Screw it. And he starts ringing the bell because he's run out of things to say. You know? <laughs> it's, <laughs> the bell is great. If you're a crier yeah. <laughs> and you run out of hear you, hear you <laughs> stuff, go to the bell. Yeah, yeah. The bell will buy you time. It's mostly filler. <laughs> <laughs> then he farts. He tagged it. Is a tag worth a tag. <laughs> <laughs> the bell is filler. I need a minute. Dong, dong, dong. The bell was the original. What else did I want to talk about? That's, uh, what else, what else did I want to scream from the corner? Uh, what's going on in the so news? What's going on in the news? Oh, I want to make sure I don't forget anything. That's when they horses are here to stay. <laughs> Horses are here to stay. Is the story extra, extra? Read all about it. Benjamin Franklin. Horses ain't going anywhere. Oh, horses are here to stay. That was like in the tech, in the tech block. Oh my god! I don't know if, um, if that's a, if we put that on a T-shirt. I don't know. Horses are here to stay. I'm putting all my money in horses. Oh yeah, it's it's all horses, man. Horses everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna have a horse in their home by the you know ten years, ten years from now, ah. everything's gonna be a horse. We're gonna live in a horse. <laughs> We're gonna be uh, you know, you're on your foes. You're on a horse on your way to work, and you're you got a, you, you, you got tiny horse, horse in your pocket. You got your work, yeah, your work horse, your home horse. You know, the, ki- the kids they'll have uh, their own horse. Everything's horses. Everything's horses. Man. Yeah, you got to invest in horses. I, there, there was an early bit where there was a guy. <laughs> He was like trying to come up with sayings, you know, and he was just fixated on horse. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. he couldn't think. Like they were like, "All right, guys, we need more. Uh, we need more sayings." And there's a guy who's like, "Oh, what if uh, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse? That's fine." <laughs> like, yeah, well, I got another one. No, what? Uh, come in on that horse you rode in on. You know, <laughs> get off your high horse. Uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't look at give horses. Like, dude, what's with you and horses, man? I don't know. I just got. Oh, I, I, I got so like, many. There's so many. That was like there's my like spill dozens. the beans bit. Do you remember? That, oh, that was oh, my yeah. That was my Absolutely. closer for like Absolutely. 10 years. It was, I was like, do you think that involved a situation really involving beans? Like, hey, what's in that sack? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> beans. <laughs> and then I said, and then people would paint the town red. Letting all the oxen, oxen free. Someone named Ollie would oh, let all yeah, the oxen yeah, yeah, yeah. free. That was a big one. Uh, which, by the way, I still have. Uh, I still have. 
It's like they're just making this all. Oh, I, I, the, that'll oh. just be in my head sometimes. It's like and I think talk I about my Regan influence. Yeah, it's, it's oh, like so they're funny. just making this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> How apropos would that bit be now? So, all the superhero movies. Well, that was a good. bit about the Hulk. And I was like, people get mad when the Hulk is fake, right. looks fake. And I'm like, he is fake. It was a very simple bit. It was, I had a, but I was like, we, they could do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. He could have dreadlocks. He could smoke cigarettes. He could shoot a laser beam out of his eyes. There could be a red Hulk. Yeah, he could be a red Hulk. Yeah. yeah, just make him red. Just like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like they're just making this stuff up. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it on my premium blend. They edited it out. Oh, edited no. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good bit. Bring my, it back. My premium blend is like, it's supposed to be like seven minutes. It was like three minutes. <laughs> I was one of the like, yikes. Oh, no. Really? really? Real short. Real short. Really? They cut it out. I don't know. I remember when I saw it, it was like, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. You the know? Hulk bit? Well, just you, first of all, you being on premium blend oh, was like yeah, super yeah, yeah. cool. That's the thing. Like, dude, I was like, dude, he's from Chicago, man. <laughs> you know? Like, I remember feeling that way. Uh, Prescott Tolk got Montreal, oh, and then he did yeah. Premium Blend. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, remember yeah. feeling, and then Nathan Trenholm did Premium yeah, Blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing Nathan, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, shit. I just said that like TJ. Shit! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Talk about voices that have influenced me. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely gotten anybody that saw TJ. He knows I say this all the time. We all we all learn something from him. Uh, uh, so so the saying. Billy Cork before I uh, like nine different tangents. Yeah, please. The Cork. thing about the uh, you know social justice warriors ruining free speech. It's like, see, here's a you know the, uh, what annoyed me about it a little bit is that Billy, who has said very articulate things in his twenty minute thing. You know, it is interesting to watch it to see, and he's and he is doing, and he also talks about the importance of when you hear a point of view to go fact check that point of view and look up the other point of view. Right, which is great. That's well, that's, a, that's what you I've should been, do. I've yeah. been wrestling with that lately even with people people getting upset about Giannis for example right I was like okay maybe I even agree with why you were offended right and are we not partially here to sometimes be offended or be uncomfortable and then research why and then start a dialogue as to why and that's what happens with me but he's saying, look up the other side. But he's, yeah, he's saying all that. But he's also saying that, like, you know, we're being groomed, you know, this of, of, of like propaganda, uh, you know, sort of like we're buying into these generalities and we're buying into these blanketed statements about things. And and then while he says that, you know, he's saying we're turning this or, or, Orwellian society, yeah. and, 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 and that we're buying into all these like you know like these blanketed statements. Then he's ma- then he makes a couple blanket statements against other things without throwing facts yeah, behind sure. that, like just kind of like. And you're just like, oh well, dude, you sort of like you're making such a good point, but then you're also sort of doing what you're arguing against, you know. Right. But then the, the the problem with the social justice warriors eliminating freedom is that's a generality too, you know. Like sure. that's so you're making now you're saying that Martin Luther. King, you know, is a threat towards freedom of speech. I mean, that's not to, to lump every single social justice warrior under the person who like comes up and no, says I hear that. you can't yeah. say that. Right. It's like, and, and then, but then impose the people that like. I think there's like two different conversations with like the PC thing. You know, I think there's like every time you're like, well, you shouldn't say something like that. If if there's a person who just got raped. Yeah. You know, and they, they the, the problem with rape jokes is that, like, first of all, there's two different conversations. There's one about the freedom of speech, that you should be able to say whatever you want. Any comedian can say whatever they want, you know. And then I think every well, most comedians will agree with, yes, you can say whatever you want. You right. know, sure. separate conversation from that is is sometimes when you when you make a rape joke, there might be someone who just got raped in in the front row and and they're trying to forget about that and now you're bringing it up and it's not that... Or it could even be somebody who's uh, afraid of rape or or someone who doesn't even like 
thinking that that's a thing right. in the world. Right. And the question is, do we have a responsibility? You know, one of the funny things about a comedian is, is, is you're supposed to be the guy that goes the places. For me, it's more interesting to go places emotionally and psychologically, you know, uh, that might be uncomfortable rather than just kind of the low-hanging fruit of, like, sure. assault. I like you making a point. <laughs> if, if you can make the joke about, you know, make a, make a joke about it, but there's some sort of point to yeah, it, you know, yeah. I, I think that's fine. If you're doing it, I think you get in a weird area. This is just my personal opinion, you know, that I think when you make, you know, I don't like, I don't like making rape jokes because I feel like there's usually when people make one, the, what are we really laughing at, you know? Right. But again, these are, but the second I have this conversation with other comics, then they start saying, oh, well, what, you can't have freedom of speech? Comedians should be able to say whatever they want to say. You're like, no, I, I, you can. You can say whatever right. you want. Right. Separate from that, I feel like you just sort of have to, the, I, I don't know, like pick your battles. Like, what are you really doing? I always you know, go what back, are you really accomplishing when I you're making that time? I go back to, to, Star, to Star Wars. It's like, and this comes up on the podcast from time to time. It's like, does George Lucas have a responsibility to the fans? Or does, is Star Wars something we all co-op, that we own a, a piece of by giving it our fandom? Right. Are we then kind of invested in the art form and therefore he shouldn't go back to Return of the Jedi and add like a lizard walking by? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Or They all have flashlights instead of guns now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So it seems to me like people uh, want uh, a say in what the person is doing. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. you can do whatever you want, George Lucas, but please don't give them flashlights. We liked it better when they had guns. Right. Then there might be people that are like, we like it better with flashlights. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so, it's such a weird thing because like, there's things, there's like backwards thoughts that our society just has, you know? Yeah. Like there's people that think being gay is funny. You right. know, and like, and they have every right to feel that way, you know, and a comedian has every right to go up on stage and, you know, make a all Muslims are terrorist joke or all gay people are bad. They have every right to do that, right. you know, and then as an audience member, you know, I think like. I think like comics are it, it, but these are like comics get all like the wrath you know, mm. uh, but really, I think the reason they get so much of the wrath is that people think this in our society. We just never have the opportunity to hear them articulate this thing and then counter that point. Right. You know, that's right. It's in these are the only people that are actually saying going up in a spotlight being, like, I think this. And now people are like, oh, this is a window into what I mean. That's why people are so mad at Trump, because Trump's Trump is allowed to say whatever he wants. Right. You know, right, right, right. Tr Trump has freedom of speech. But when he says, you know, when he's like, we should ban all Muslims, you know, like he has every right to say that he does that freedom of speech. But right. where we have the right. And to that's say, where his followers. I saw a thing about his Trump followers where they were like, you can't even say anything these days <laughs> right. without being called a this or a that. And I'm right. like, you just said you should not let a certain people into the country or whatever or whatever it might be. Right. So it's kind of what you're saying. You can, but right. it's almost like, you know, it's funny. I'm writing the script right now. And it's like, you can get divorced, but maybe don't be that guy. You know, it's, it's, it's like that's one of the right. feelings of life. Right. It's like you can go out for a pack of cigarettes and not come home. Right. Maybe don't be that guy. You right. can go up and make a rape joke and maybe it'll even yeah. be funny. But, you know, to some people. But maybe don't be that guy. It's, it's really up to you. It's up to you. It's, it's up, up to you. you. And then if, and if and, and some people are like, well, if the audience doesn't like that, just keep them to themselves. Sure, maybe, you know, they can keep themselves. Or, I think the audience. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I would, I've just come to a new place where it's like, or. Let them play out. Let them refine and churn on the offense. Right. You know what I mean? I get offended, too. I, this happened when I talked to, about this with Giannis. 
I'm vegan, right? Blah, blah. Who fucking cares? Right. So I have, I have this. The reason it always comes up on this podcast isn't because I like preaching veganism. It's because that is a countercultural belief that I have. So right. therefore, if I go to a comedy show, there's a chance that someone pretty often is going to do an anti-vegan bit. Sure. Okay. So then I have to go, oh. And what I like to do is sit with It the annoys event. you. It can annoy me. Right. Why does it annoy you? And then what? That's what I'm saying. Right. And then what? Right. So take it. The number of times that I've been not offended or annoyed or challenged, even in an annoying way, an offensive, inappropriate way, never got me anywhere. I'm not saying we should all go around intentionally offending each other. Sure. But when I personally am offended, I don't like it. It's an unpleasant feeling. And I right. go, that's fucking ignorant. It gets me worked up sometimes. Right. Val has to hear me vent about it or whatever. But at the end of it, unfortunately, I think this is how the world works. I have a clear understanding of how I believe, why I believe. Were they threatening my beliefs? Am I jealous that she gets right. to eat at Shake Shack? What was it? That she said that did make sense, right? You know, that was offensive, but kind of made a valid point. You know, this happens all the time where I have to concede. This just had happened. There was a thing on Facebook about like how milk is just calf growth fluid. It's just like it's just fluid to make calves grow. Right. And it's kind of bizarre that we drink it. Right. And then people are like, "Well, I grew up on a dairy farm too, and you have to drink like three gallons a day. That's what makes a calf into a cow." And it's just like, huh, you know. Whereas on one point, I'm like, it is gross. It's just calf growth right. fluid. And on the other point, this person's like, I drink milk. I grew up on a dairy farm. You have to drink three gallons a day. No human is drinking three gallons a day. Right. Moderation, dipshit. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, ah, valid. Yeah. I still think I'm right that it's gross. <laughs> right. In the same way that I wouldn't feed a cow breast milk. Right. But like, they're also, they got me. Right. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have gotten there if I had run away the first time someone swiped their claws at me and said, veganism is stupid. Right. You close down and shut down and just be like, I'm just going <laughs> to rebuttal no matter what you say. And this is the, the risk of Facebook is like yeah. my Facebook algorithm knows that I like pro-Bernie. They, I click on pro-Bernie sure. things, so it sure. gives me more pro-Bernie things. Right. It knows I like vegan things. It knows yeah. I like mystical things or comedy things. So I start getting the digital experience of retreating just to the c- community that feels how I feel. Right. So I watch offensive comedian. They offend my, you know, it, being vegan can be personal. It is a, a violence thing. It is all of those things. So you can be like legitimately upset. And then you can either run back to other vegans and talk about what a horseshit it was. What he said. And then eat some butter lettuce, which I would love to do. That would be the comfortable <laughs> thing to do. Or we can start to go, what are we here to feel? Is it just pleasure? Because... Like I haven't had, I know I'm going on a tangent, forgive me, but I, I haven't had my phone for three days. I dropped it in some water and I realized that a phone really is just giving us exactly what we want. Oh, sure. It's so close to just being seated in front of five buttons and it's like, I would like to be moved. Okay. Here's right. a dog greeting a soldier coming back. Boom. You're crying. Right. Here's me laughing. Here's babies farting. Oh, yeah. Here's me uh, feeling inspired. Here's Bernie Sanders giving a moving speech. Here's me feeling nostalgic. It found a photo from seven years ago. It just showed it to me. It's all there. Right. So we figured out all the feelings and emotions that human beings have deemed positive and pleasant, and those therefore they're good. And then we remove, here are the people that are mean to me. I block them. I mute them. And here are the people that post pro-gun things and, and, and women drinking beer on their tits or whatever. And I'm just like, that's fucking ignorant. <laughs> so I hide all that. Right. And then before you know it, and maybe this is what Billy Corgan was saying. I don't know because I didn't hear it. I'm just kind of skiing in my own tracks. And oh, sure. it's so smooth. And it's so easy. 
But aren't we here? I kind of look at life more as a refinery, mm-hmm. meaning I have impurities in me and gold. I don't mean sin or anything like that sure. or bad things. I just mean there are things that are unworked out. There's still some grit in the water. And then you go through these experiences, being offended, being one of them, that helps me get a better look at the, the speck in my eye. And mm-hmm. I go, ah, I was wrong. But it's fluid, calf fluid. Maybe there is a moderate way that you can enjoy milk that isn't gross. Thank you, Tim Wolf. That was his name. Yeah. We went to school together. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's important to be like, okay, you know, as a comedian, when someone is like, this is, I mean, by the way, I'd say like the majority, not to minimize like a lot of the stuff, the majority of like, you know, people complaining about the things that comedians say, I just, I completely disagree with. You know, I'm like, yeah. it, you, that, I go, I think comedians. You'd be should, shocked at how easily people offended are. Forget rape. Oh, it's oh, like, yeah. I didn't like when you said the yeah, Red Sox. My dad has a truck. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it right to the extreme sure. where it's easy to agree. Oh, yeah. Hey, I know people who've been raped don't yeah. make rape jokes, like, but there are people that are like, mustaches aren't, yeah. aren't tickle tonsil talkers or whatever. You like, can't you even can't say, say that. <laughs> Tickle tonsil talkers. I'll punch you in the face. I'll punch you in your goddamn mustache. <laughs> in, Go on. I, uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah. They're 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 totally. There's there's so many things that like like they complain. You know, like this this and that. And I'm like, Ugh, that's just let let. That's not. I think comedians should pick their battles of what they want to like. Yeah. You know, like kind of. Be a provocateur on stage there for, you go. and but then I think I think also like from an audience member you got to pick your battles on what because if once you start like sort of just once you're like a comedian like well I'm just I have no reverence for anything yeah. and then like and once you, which which that if that's your thing that's fine that's right. totally fine you know uh, but you're also gonna be like and also I'm not gonna have a point right, <laughs> you right, know right. I'm just gonna be similarly, like similarly the audience can be so sensitive like the operation game everything right. touches your edges and everything yeah. lights up the nose and and you're just yeah. constantly going, oh, this guy's doing this. I'm offended. Close yeah. up, close up, close up. And I don't even have a point. Right. I'm not even standing, like like we're saying, like rape is a, is a good one to maybe potentially uh, be like, I don't really like that kind of stuff. But you're going, you're drawing that line here and here and here and here just because you heard a word. Right. And you didn't even hear the didn't even You just heard the word and, right. then, and then all of a sudden you like, and then so when you do this, when you complain about all these comedians saying these things, yeah. but with frivolous sort of stuff. Then you men up. Then no one listens to when you have a good point. Yeah, you know when, when you are like like talk. like what are we really laughing at in this joke right Although, here? You, you know, know I, when I, he puts the sombrero on and is just like just does like the most racist like yeah, you know like yeah. like like what are we laughing at? Are we right. laughing the I'm ironically doing this or I'm really doing this? But then if you complain about too much stuff, right. you're just like you said love and my heart got broken, so I'm mad. You right, know, then right. it's like well, well now no one listens to you. For Biglia's show, thank God for jokes, uh, which I saw again, which is wonderful. He kind of makes this point. I don't want to. It's he can't. It's not. There's no way to spoil the show. It's just mm-hmm. a great show. Uh, but he talks about how most things are offensive to somebody. Like most jokes. Like you and I were just doing a southern voice to indicate sure. what small-minded, right. quick to fight idiots. Yeah. And that is, that is. I mean, really, if you. That's why the NPR thing of if somebody came to my door and was like, uh, you know, do you think it's offensive when a comedian? uses a southern accent to sound stupid and I'm like no and he goes well what if I told you this is my real voice you know (laughs) (laughs) I would flip you know what I mean it's 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 it's, but then I wonder about pure silliness sometimes and 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 you know I think there and I you and I both love silliness and you are 
maybe the master of silliness. You do that. I love your huge set list. I'm wearing bit. five duck inner tubes uh, as we speak. You, but you love it, and yeah. there. That's when I start to. Not that that's Mike's hypothesis, but if we're saying every joke is offensive, that's not my. But if we're saying this is my sure. hypothesis, there are some jokes where you're like, no, that's okay. Slipping on a banana peel, you could be like, I I got paralyzed that way. Okay, sure. But uh, you right. doing a bunch of random sounds. I hope you don't mind if I kind of explain your bit <laughs> sure. and no one understands what you're talking about for a minute. Right. And then you take out a set list that's gigantic and you see that you were doing 15 very specific things. Right. The delight of that, I would be shocked if anyone could be offended by the, that idea. It's just absurd. It's just absurd, right. Rory Scovel going up and just being like, guys, guys, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down for like 15 right. minutes. Right. Who's going to be offended by that? Right, right. The silliness is kind of a safer. That might be one of the safe, reasons why me being a person who has such a hard time offending people, I, I do love silliness. But I, I, I maybe I don't know what attracts me to silliness as much. You know, I mean, obviously influenced by like loving Andy Coppin and Steve Martin and, you know, and, yeah. and, and Steve Martin was like the, the most absurd of, yeah, of yeah. all of them. It's very silly. Grandpa yeah. bought a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> a rubber. He bought a rubber. A rubber. One. <laughs> he knows what he's about to do. One and done. One and done, That's Grandpa. Um, I, you know, I, I think I get like, because I get like, so, you know, you got Lenny Bruce and he, uh, who was getting, you know, like arrested, you know, and George Carlin and, and who's come out and talking about the establishment and you get Richard Pryor who's, you know, talking about race in a way that no one had really yeah. talked about. And you got these, there was these taboo subjects. I mean, taboo has been a thing through history. You would, these, these, I always love humorists <laughs> in the 1800s, you know, you know, are, are people do satire. Who here is from out of town? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone celebrating anything? Our <laughs> <Bing>, independence. <laughs> but it's a uh, the but, humorists, um, you know. But they, you know, where they would get arrested for talking about the government or the establishment right, right, right. or the, the the you know the, the monarchy or whatever it was. But then, like, uh, yeah. But then you get like not, then it, it, as it goes on, like nothing was taboo anymore. You know, the envelope got pushed and shredded, and it's blown up, and it's right. no, there's no envelope left to right, push. Right, you know, right, right. but there's still that feeling of wanting to push. It's like when you in the '60s, all the all the hippies like just raged against something, and then you you want to rage against something in your generation, but you're looking around, yeah. you don't know how to do it. You know, and then like as a comedian, you're like, well, uh, what's taboo? Well, I'll say right. the most offensive, weird thing possible. I think it's something you see with a lot of like comics. Is there's maybe maybe green comics that are trying trying to figure out what they want to be on stage or whatever yeah, you know yeah. uh that's where you like where it's a lot of like well i'm just going to say the most offensive thing to get a reaction sure. or to get like a sure. thing at all and when i see a lot of it i just get sort of like i love when there's a point to it you know yeah. like i love when well, there's a, they're why... saying something but just just a, what's the craziest most awful uh, edgy thing i can say right. it just I, I i don't know i it just i don't i don't it doesn't but do a lot for the me the theory i've been kicking around a lot lately which i don't even think is a theory i think is pretty much true you can find some exceptions just with anything but like i think everybody wants to be loved that's the thing i've been kicking around most everybody if my mom uh is complaining about service in a restaurant right i really think somewhere in there 
and she doesn't really do that, but it, it, she might. But if she's doing that somewhere in her, maybe if she did, subconsciously, she's like, I want people to know that I have taste and I know what bad service is and mm-hmm. I want them to think that I'm intelligent and cool and fun and mm-hmm. discerning. So similarly, when somebody, uh, I'm interested in the phenomena of Howard Stern, the sanctuary of your car, even a podcast like this, you're in a safe space, you're, mm-hmm. you're alone, but you're in public, but you know, it's private. This is why road rage is so prevalent. You, you really feel like someone's violating your personal space. Mm, disrespected me. So Exactly. That's me. This, those are my headlights. This is my scooter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're in, the, you're in this private place, and that's where it's fun to hear Stern talk about like uh, some Puerto Rican stereotype, and you're laughing really right. hard because it feels like you're listening in on some kind of inappropriate conversation. So... Family Guy is another example of that. It's animated, so they sure. get away with a lot. They make these jokes. I remember they made like, you know, just like kind of an objectively offensive joke about, I, I think I've referenced this before, but Brian says, uh, she's pregnant. If I left her now, what kind of father would I be? Uh-huh. And then Stewie says, a black father. Uh-huh. That was on, t- I know it's hard. It's right. so shocking. that This is in 1970. This was in no. 2010, <laughs> 12. So yeah. it's, it is objectively an offensive joke. But people alone in their basements or, you know, there's, here's what I'm saying. Here's, forget whether or not you like those jokes or we approve of those jokes. There seems to be this need, a psychological need, uh, horror movies demonstrate murder, mm-hmm. and then we watch them, and it exonerates us somehow. We like watching football and boxing because somewhere deep down would like to punch our boss and would right. like to see blood, you know, because we're fucking animals. And then, similarly, the sweetest church lady that you've ever met occasionally stubs her toe and blames the Dominicans. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just flashes through sure. So... When someone's being very gross and even making these jokes that we don't think are appropriate, clearly there's a market for them because even the cleanest of the clean people occasionally has these thoughts like, boy, I want to punch my boss in the face. And then we see uh, like Bobcat, Bobcat Goldthwait's movie. I'm forgetting the name. The America? Wait. Uh, It's the one where the guy goes and shoots everybody. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's Bill Murray's brother. Shit, I'm fucking up. It's called like God Bless America or something. It's something um, ridiculous like that. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, movies yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. that reflect back to us darkness. Right. So sometimes we're not looking just for lightness. That might be, I'm not putting him down. That's like you, Jimmy Fallon. Life is just ping pong with Adele. Right. And then occasionally we want someone to go, no, sometimes you look in the mirror and it's horrible. And that's where Tarantino comes in and goes, and you want to put the gun in the guy's ear and you want to fucking shoot it off? Right. And why do we love that? Anyone listening know, now knows that I'm thinking about like people like Eminem or, or Family Guy. Sure. Jesselnick, you know, who nobody, right. nobody's offended by Jesselnick because we right. think we understand. But when somebody is up there saying you ever just like XYZ offensive thing, sure. part of them is going, will you love this part of me as well? Right. And do you recognize this? And the audience probably gets a little bit of catharsis too by going, I too have made, had bad thoughts about this, this, sure. and this. The question is, should we celebrate them? Well, now everybody's on the record. If I say I like that joke or I think you should be able to make that joke, I'm on the record. Right. Pete voted yes on, on Prop 2 and that offensive thing. So we're, we're stuck in our armor, our persona, our personalities. So I'm going around being Pete and I'm shunning... The darkness. And then, but the truth is, 
Occasionally I watch a gory movie or I watch Redemption, Raid Redemption, and right. I'm like, fucking hey, sometimes I want to clear out a building because I fucking, I'm so filled with whatever it is. But that is getting pushed out because I can't go on the, I can't even say it now on this podcast and say, I like violence in movies sometimes, even though look at the numbers. Of course we do. Oh, yeah. Look at, I just saw Civil War. That's yeah, violence. It's all violence. They're not bleeding, but they are kicking the shit out of each other. But it's not. It's it's. I yeah. I, I yeah. I completely agree. I like. I like. I comedy. Comedy can be offensive, and I love it. Okay, <laughs> like, like like everything can be offensive, and I can love it. Yes. But what I I think what I what I get a little weary of is 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 something something that's comedy can be offensive. But just because something's offensive doesn't mean it's comedy. Mm, there you go. That's like what that. it is. Yeah. It's like sometimes just because you're saying something crazy right. doesn't mean that this is comedy. And you, you know, know, it's funny. I can be guilty of that when I'm with a bunch of comedians, and I've seen this as well. You say the thing you're not supposed to say. Why is that so funny? And then that's just Why the is the most? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes like, and that's definitely like a Howard, you know, Howard Stern in your car, like me in my room, I, you know, like sometimes yeah. because I'm so uh, like yeah. unoffensive and not saying that right. stuff. Like every once in a while, I'll just say this the most offensive thing because it's yeah. just so the so incongruity of the person. You're not even arguing. It is funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. dude. I I don't like like little person jokes. You know, yeah. midget jokes. I I I I think that's a thing that like I wish it would go away. I, I feel like midget as a punchline is just it's just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. of all, I think it's hack more yeah, than sure. as a comedian. I think it's hack. It offends you know? me as a that's as a the comedian. funniest thing yeah. to say. Yeah. By the way, yeah. is it didn't offend me as a person. No, it as a comedian, me as, a comedian. <laughs> as a comedian, you couldn't think of a punchline. <laughs> yeah. what, what, think, that, you know, you yeah. just rang the bell. Yeah, yeah. Was the midget word? It's but like but that being you know and I. Think like which I do not endorse. It, it, but that being said, <laughs> Be I saw David Tell do twenty minutes. Yeah, and it was I just died laughing. But I the, lost but my mind. I was laughing so it's hard. It's the comedy cellar. You understand? It's not the lo- comedy living room. It's the cellar. Even psychologically, as you're descending into that small little room, mm-hmm. it's reminiscent of going in. When I w- was a kid in high school, junior high, you hung out in the basement, and that's where the lighting farts on fire happen. That's where the <laughs> questionable right. impression of your Polish gym teacher happen. Right. And that's where a tell makes the most sense, right. is you've walked into a dark place. Very similar to your His subconscious. Dungeon. You go yeah. come into your, right. where, hey, the part of you that for better or worse, you are stuck in a thing that likes little people jokes. And... I, I know uh, several little people, of course. So I don't need the NPR 1 to 10. I'm already right, there. Right, right. But unfortunately, uh, it, makes, it made you laugh is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I was like, this goes, I think this perpetuates. And this is where I do, I think when you make midget jokes constantly, yeah. you know, I, I don't know why I keep saying that, <laughs> you know, yeah. little person jokes. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like, like, I do think people are like, words don't do anything. It's like, I, I think it does sort of like well, continue this thing in society that they're a punchline and that you laugh at that's right. when you see along. But I think like, and who is uh, uh, Peter Denklet? Denklet. I, I think people think they're less funny now that they like love him so much and they would feel one bad laughing at one because one they, yeah, yeah. We just got NPR'd. Dinklage yeah. just NPR'd the fuck out of us. It did. It did. He, fuck, he one to tend us, which is all it is. I, the first time I went to the comedy cellar, I went with a gay friend of mine. And every time I remember, I'm not putting these people down, but I remember the comedians who made gay jokes, yeah. and it was probably every other one. Yeah. And you're sitting there with your gay friend, and it was your idea. Right. So I've been one to ten on gay jokes. 
Certainly, sure. I don't think I needed that experience to make me think that it's not great to be like, what are you, a sissy? Right. Or whatever the fuck it is. You can't hit, yeah. Yeah. I, I, this guy takes it up the butt. Like, what What are you doing? And, but as, as a comedian, comedian says, well, I should be able to say whatever you want. Like, yeah. that's fine. But you like, can. you do understand that, like, he's probably heard those jokes his entire life and he's you know, just sort of over it. You know, you know? what we need. And he's fine to be over it. Here's the thing is we have these lives and they are so public. And we are getting very good at polishing our armor, meaning the part that we show people. And, but then you and I both agree, me with the violent movies and you with the little people stuff, that there's these sides of us. It's almost like we need virtual reality to go into an alternate dimension. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Where, that's why, I guess that's the appeal of costume parties or, or like Eyes Wide Shut where you wear the masks and you go to the orgy. Because the truth is, everybody, if they're being fully honest, wants in on that orgy. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I'm not... Right, I'm not saying point, yeah. picture a specific type of orgy filled mm-hmm. with the people that you like and it's the environment that you like. I'm not saying everyone wants to be a part of every orgy. I'm just saying we all know the human has this capacity towards that sort of stuff. Sure. I don't want to call it darkness, but it's certainly more carnal, sort of more base. And then when you start saying we also know that we're highly conditionable, meaning, hey, I go to a comedy club – this guy makes little people jokes, calling them midgets. Right. Now I think midget is a funny word and is a punchline. And then, and then uh, someone like Peter Dinklage is dehumanized before I even meet them. Right. right? And that's the same technology, the same psycho- psychological technology that makes me drink Coca-Cola. Of course I don't. <laughs> but right, we, we right. know that that works. Sure. So we're playing this dangerous game. We're in this thing. If you and I were the only humans and we were just in a swamp, we would have this really interesting predicament. And we know that there are these really bad feelings, despair and hopelessness and, and the cold, empty meaninglessness of life and space. So we constructed all this stuff to protect it. And just like children and bullies, uh, and we all have a little bully in us feel better when you can tease and call the thing, the other, when you can call, uh, Native American savages and when you can call black people slaves we know that we're flirting every time when we're liberal with our uh, the bully side of us that it could lead to all these other bad things and this is why I think we'll be talking about this in 10 years when I, I have I, you back yeah, it's, it's always it's, it, it, who's the uh, uh, who's the old uh, uh, Lewis Black no the old like, oh, Richard he's like, Lewis he's like the oldest guy <laughs> what am I super offensive Mr. Warmth uh, oh Don Rickles Don Rickles I mean like, like I you know, like I don't want to. I don't want to be confused that I'm like against offensive comedy in any sure. way. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I like all. I like all comedy. I understand. All comedy needs all comedy. But Don Rickles is great because he's old, and that there is the, the the passport to the other place. We go. He's old. Why does he get away with it? He just he called does. the the colored guys colored guys. Right. You know what I mean? It's so funny. But you know what bothers? This is like a thing that bothers me. All right. And this is. I don't know if this is a weird thing to bring up, but like. I, I like Tracy Morgan. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. You know, he does. He he's a very will say whatever about anybody. You right. Know? Right. And I saw Black and Blue, and I I I thought it was hilarious. I loved Black and Blue. Good title. And uh, he, uh, yeah, great title. Great right? title. And uh, he's got this whole thing about being in a wheelchair, you know, in in the bit, you know, in, yeah. in the movie. And I remember, or in the in, in the special, and I remember like, like sort of having this like. You know, like, I'm laughing at this. Is this right to laugh at this? Yeah. But who cares? I'm laughing at it. It's fine. Right. And But you know why it's okay to laugh at this? Because he, because the, com, the, the comedian m- mantra of, hey, make fun of everything. If you can't make fun of everything, then what are you doing it for? You know? Right, right, right. And then he was in a wheelchair, and he didn't seem... He didn't, 
he didn't think it was very funny. Oh, right. <laughs> you know? Life and I was like, what to happened to where... You know, like, I thought it was laugh at everything. I've never seen him more serious in his life. And you, right. know, you could be like, well, you know, I just lost but that's a friend and everything. It's like, but you never know if that person in the audience that's in that wheelchair and you do the wheelchair joke yeah. and then and then someone's just like, oh, you can't laugh at yourself because you're in a wheelchair. And he's like, this is this What's, just happened. I just lost a friend. Like, you never know right. what person the audience is dealing with. It, and, well, isn't that also what's going on? If you make these wheelchair jokes and if we're laughing... There is this majoritive feeling where you're laughing at death, where sure. you're laughing at fear, and you're having some temporary dominion over it, right. going, I'm making fun of wheelchair stuff. And in that moment, everyone there, that's why it's a nightmare when you think of someone in a wheelchair is hearing it. Right. Everyone there is kind of celebrating the fact that they've dodged it. Sure. And that's one of the weird things about life is that we're so afraid of so many different things, literally to the point where you won't talk about stuff sure. because it's too awful to even consider. Right. Enter the comedian. He Here's Tracy Morgan. And by the way, when I say he got one to tend by his life, I'm not saying like, oh, he learned. I'm right. saying... We're, we all get one to ten. That's yeah. the whole game. Yeah. Is we're all here being young and unoffendable for right. the most part. And Steve Martin has this great quote where he goes, uh, we all make jokes about cancer until your friends start getting cancer. Right. Does that mean we shouldn't have gone through the season of life where we were making cancer jokes? I don't think right. so. Right. I think you were supposed to be that young idiot. So you can be the old Steve Martin going, hey, look, right. I just got one to ten. Yeah. I no longer think that's funny. That doesn't mean that there wasn't a time that it was valuable to me to either s- reflect my ugliness and solidarity of, of negativity or, uh, have, like I said, have some sort of ownership of your fear. Like w- the guy that makes the joke about the thing that you're really afraid of in that moment is owning it. Right. It's not – you're not its bitch. It's your bitch. You're literally using cancer to get a laugh. And in that, just that moment, neither of you have cancer. And you're like, ha, ha, right. ha, of course. And you get cancer and you're like, it's not so funny anymore. Does that mean we shouldn't have done it? Or is, the, or is that right. the feeling of the seasons of life? We don't have equal life experiences. So yeah. we, and, and nobody, we, none of us have, so we'll never be on the same level playing field. There, so like, there's this idea of like that what comedy is, it comes from this like, this this barbarian like when we were you know uh, cavemen or whatever it comes from this idea of it was a way to tell other people in the tribe that danger is past okay ah. so <laughs> so this is uh, this example it's safe now it's safe now so it's basically like there's this example this book alien hand syndrome that kind of introduces this idea of gelatology which is the study of laughter and or why we laugh and they 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 the example they use in that is a caveman would be walking and he would see a saber-toothed tiger, okay? Yes. And then everybody would get tense, so tension, right? Then they realize it's just like a weird shadow on a wall or something like that. He would laugh. The danger is passed. The tension's been released. He laughed to tell everybody in the, in the, crowd, in the crowd or the tribe yeah, yeah. that everything is okay, all right? Yeah. So let's take that idea that, they, that they, they use. And it's like basically like there are comedians that go up there and they're like it's, – it's basically like, uh, you know, we're like, hey, we, we sit in traffic all, all the time. You know, point, traffic is the saber-toothed tiger. And we're just yeah. like, yeah, it's the worst. But then, you know what? We all laugh because it's like, well, at least I don't have to go home to my wife or whatever yeah. or my husband or <laughs> My lonely life for my plan. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. We're all laughing together. That's why relationship material is the most widely 
mainstream material because it's it's everybody at home going I'm in this relationship that's not perfect yeah. I have nobody to talk to about this that's it. I wonder if this is terrible and then you get to sit with all these other people and a guy goes hey we're all in imperfect relationships but we love the other person we're trying to make it worth and everyone the tension that's yes. why they laugh so hard at that it relieves at the whole thing and right? that that's it that's it so, so now take this idea of like a guy who's like up on stage and this is this is your edgy this is your edgy caveman yeah okay he's pointing at the saber-toothed tiger and and he's basically the saber-toothed tiger is basically he's like hey guys look at this saber-toothed tiger and they're like yeah and then he's like they're waiting for him to yeah. be like it's gone but he never says it's gone he's like it's there we're all gonna die it's gonna yeah, eat us yeah, it, yeah. he's like the lack of you know the lack of incongruity and there's one fucked up the guy joke. in the tribe that's like <laughs> Yeah, he's he loving. It. He's like, we are gonna die. He's he loving it. it. He's like the, you know. Finally, someone said it. Yeah, the back of the caveman, the, ca- yeah. the, the back of the cave. He's he killing kills the back, the of, back the of the cave. <laughs> he's a real back of the cave comedian. But that's, that's so it, funny. People are being offended because basically, it's some caveman being like, this, "Is the caveman up?" He's being like, "Hey, the saber." You know, it's like it's the lack of. Norm Macdonald brought up the this the hey. idea of like, uh, and I. Uh, uh, that's my whole impression of him. But he, he brought up this great point of that the 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 what is the chicken cross the road is it's the lack of a joke is a joke, which is right. crazy. That's the first joke that you were ever told, you know, like which is which I was thinking like that's the most hilarious time to do that joke when you like don't even like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with this little kid right yeah. now. He's like, what are jokes? The lack of a joke is a joke. You're like, wow, I'm good. He blowing my mind, you know. So but seriously, la- yeah. still, what are jokes? <laughs> yeah, what are jokes? Please help. Yeah, all right, go play now. What is happening? What is humor? What is play? Where is my role in this world? Where is, oh, why are there no swings left? Uh, so, but uh, but you know, so like this idea of like lack of, so it's the I, it's the lack of incongruity is the incongruity yeah. for the like edgy comedian. It's like you know, it's like hey, we're all gonna sure, we're sure. all. Well, I'm sorry, well he doesn't like this point, but uh, <laughs> Ready, sure, he, yeah, he does. It's like the idea of like. You know, I think it's okay that we're all going to get eaten by the saber tooth, and people right. in the audience are standing up, going, "No, it's not okay." My friend got eaten by a saber tooth, and this right, offends me right, in some way. Right. It's like, yeah, that's what like sort of absurdity to me is. Sort of like dressing I, up I, like a saber tooth. Yeah, like going, like I'm going to eat you, <laughs> nibble, nibble, nibble. And I'm going to poop you. He's just walking around with a you know, torch up his butt, being like, <laughs> fire, right? Fire, huh? It warms right. everywhere. Right. 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 Am I right? All right. Has anyone done this yet? <laughs> like, do you know, you realize that my issue with offensive comedy that doesn't have any sort of commentary on it is my. I, you know what I, I hate equally is that absurd that? absurdity that doesn't have any sort of substance to it. Interesting. It, like, just, just absurd for being the sake of absurd, I still appreciate it. You know, I still think it's funny but I don't think it I think like just like being like we walk around on bananas all the time we have bananas we're all walking that, that's funny but right. if, once you but then when you map it on like you know or like the you know like the horse thing we were saying earlier like that's funny yeah. because you start mapping of the technology of yeah, yeah, like yeah. how people say the phones or technology like there's some sort of substance to it you're mapping on that's I funny. like absurdity that has like some sort of commentary on I have it. this memory uh, I've since I've long gotten over it uh, but I remember before I had written any sketch or re- really any writing other than my own stand up I was at TJ's old apartment with you yeah. and you came over what was the name of your group Heavyweight? Heavyweight? Was that the name of your group? Yeah. So you guys were writing heavyweight sketches. Oh, sure, sure. And God, I couldn't help you. I I'd, I'd never felt more I, like a comedy conservative. I'm just like real over the plate. I'm like set up punches and 
jokes and premises. And you guys, this is what you guys were doing. You were like, I don't remember. It's a key part that I'm not remembering, but it ended. Maybe you'll remember. TJ was like, maybe it's like these guys that instead of high fives, they do this. And then he licked his armpit. (laughs) And it was very funny. Like TJ, you know, both of you guys doing it was really funny where you're just going and licking your armpit. And I just didn't understand. Sure. So that, I remember feeling weird (laughs) and left out and like, oh, TJ and Nick speak this language that I don't speak. And I thought I was a comedian and I don't understand this. So maybe, I guess that's just something maybe you could talk about to help me understand or help people. I think I get it better now, but understand absurdism because you're saying it should have a point. It should have a point. Right. It should have like some sort of like just coming, you know. Just coming out in a diaper, being like, "What the hell is happening?" <laughs> like, that's fine, you know. But just, you know, what is but, one of your favorite bits? That's something I always wish someone would ask me. What is like a good absurd bit of your own that you think captures what you're after? Uh, I like the director's. I don't know. I like the. I like the director's comment. So on the album that I just did for amusement only, you get to do. The, I did this director's commentary throughout you know wait what is it so like throughout the whole album i have pre-recorded commentary did it play live so i have i had yeah it had it played live so i had it pre-recorded and i had like sort of my phone on stage and i would play it at increments throughout the set you know (laughs) to sort of comment on like like <laughs> you know, just to sort of be like, like if a joke, if I knew a joke, like let's say I had a joke and I knew this tag never gets a thing, you yeah. know, then I would play these like, yeah, that tag never works. I don't know why I decided to, <laughs> you know, or be like, uh, you know, uh, be like, hey guys, do you ever like get a wrong text message on my, yeah, this this wasn't supposed to happen right now in the director's commentary. I hit a wrong button and now this commentary is happening. And, oh but it's fun. Gosh. It's fun to kind of like have that through line yeah. throughout the whole thing. And That's what, pretty fun. I think I understand it. What grounds it is that you're making fun of this trope and this kind of absurd thing. That a live director's people. commentary happening as you're watching the show. And it's also yeah. a little glimpse into like what you're thinking, which is happening. Sure. I just yeah. hate my special and I was struck. I was like, you know, remember that movie Dangerous Times? What is it? Liaisons. Johnny Dangerous, Dangerous Liaisons. Liaisons. No, but it's the thing where you – it's Ray Fiennes. It doesn't matter – but you can wear these things that record your full experience. Okay. And I was like, if somebody could, you know, put on virtual reality goggles and stuff and also even be thinking what I'm thinking to feel what it feels like to do a stand-up special, it's not unpleasant. Sure. It's just everything, including unpleasant. You don't love it? <laughs> no, no, no. I do love it. But I don't think they know. <laughs> I guess that's my point is there are parts of it that you do hate. That right. you're, you know, uh, tired or sick or, or, you know, you're worried or anxious or, you know, you're doing a bit. Uh, here's an example. I'm doing a bit and I'm like, this bit is going better than the first taping. Don't, <laughs> don't forget that tag. You forgot that tag that last time. And I'm going like, why is that guy in the second row not laughing? That's very bizarre. And then right. I'd go, did you put the mic stand on the same spot ah, right. as last show? Because... Should you move it now or should you? That light is so bright. Maybe I should tell them for the next one to look at those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I don't have to yeah. tell you that, but I think that would be a surprise. Most people probably think, 
I, I don't want to assume what they think, but they might think that I'm just up there going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This you, feels good. Do you and it does find it that you're more like, like, do you find, do you feel like you do that every set? Do you feel like, no, when, it was like, for the tape. Because when you, you know, I was like, how do you I'm get I'm happy that? to say I don't do that. Right. Time. Just every time. Yeah. God, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> but how do you, how do you tap into that mindset when you do the special and not, you know, like, why, why are the stakes of that? take you out of that mindset that you generally have when you do every other show because you want the special to sort of embody your typical yeah, I show know. but when you and you are so special, good at like riffing and, and being in the moment and, and I appreciate so that but you're doing an impression of the guy you've been right. touring and hopefully you've done it so many times that they don't notice right and if they do you fucked up <laughs> like i think he's just reciting it now is that it's just that is so weird to be hyper aware of like it's happening in slow motion yeah you know that's what it is it's very 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 surreal it's fast and slow it's great and painful it's all of the things it's it that's why i think people if you could put the chip in i think you would do it and go like i didn't know just in the same way that i would like to know what a barber is thinking when he's cutting my hair. Is he like, dicks and butts? <laughs> Look at the butt and diarrhea splashing out my butt. Dicks and pussies. Look at that butt. <laughs> I, it's, it's just going to be so funny. Butts, 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 and some ankles. Butts. I love ankles. Just like little ankles. I was thinking actually. Therapists do like everybody's dumb but me. He said this last week. He does rerun. Rerun. This dude's gonna kill himself, man. Oh, what a loser! And that reminded you of your mother. He just plays Weezer. Why doesn't anybody ask me about me? Oh, yeah, I love the. Uh, well, I was walking around before the the podcast, and uh, uh, wow! Oh my gosh! This one. Should we get started soon? <laughs> um, Talk yeah. about fast and slow. Oh my gosh! I can't believe it's been an hour and a half. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me save this for ten years from now when, uh, when you come back. Yeah, uh, to talk to, about your your numerous Golden Globe uh, nominations. My golden my golden gloves I've won. Shortstop, St. Louis Cardinals. Look out, Ozzy Smith, taking your record. I met him. Uh, uh, did he flip? No, he flipped me the bird. <laughs> <laughs> the Fred bird. <laughs> I have to assume that's another sports reference. It's a Cardinals reference. Uh, the Fred Bird is the St. Oh, Louis Cardinals. Oh, you have Ozzie made Smith a flipped sandwich. You. That's, there's a guy in St. Louis going, I'm not laughing out loud, but I get it. Um, <laughs> just smiling. And I'm like, laugh out loud. Make sounds with your mouth. Oh, we widen. He has an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's still timely. Not just pirate boys. Butts, 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 butts. But just walking around the... How many thoughts do you have? Because people are like, how do you come up with your material? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like... Like streaming conscious, how many? You know, like usually we've thought that. I wonder how many thoughts we have. Put the device you're talking about that we have, that are crazy, insane thoughts. Yeah, that we just don't think twice about them because right. we're just getting so bombarded with all right, these stimulus right, right, right. all the time. Look at that! Look at that! I'm gonna vomit in my mother's vagina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and you're what? like, oh, that could be a thing, you know? Yeah. And then like, uh, but you like give so many like just weird. Walking well, you know around. what's funny? You saying that I was like, if I had the discipline, which I I don't. 
it's a, it's you know it's looking at the deer. You look at the deer, it runs away. We talk about inspiration all the time, but it's that idea like if I wanted to, we could comb through this podcast. I could find the things that were independent, just of me. You know, careful not to take like the horses are here to stay thing, which is clearly your joke. You know, and I could be like, I could find fifteen new minutes. Sure, you know, sure. you could too, right? For sure, because we've been doing so many bits. But uh, there's also TJ actually taught me this: the loveliness of this, the Tibetan sand sculpture, where you wipe it away. When oh, right, yeah. And that was very liberating to me. I know that wasn't your point, but yeah, yeah. Well, but that is fine. Sometimes they're just for us. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? That's, that's what he would. Say. I was uh, uh, Starbucks right before this. There's one. Yeah. They go. Uh, I was. Th- they go. Uh, they go. Have a nice day. I go. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's a I bit I do funny. every time. That is every time funny. somebody says "Have a good day," I always I always take it like, "Oh, oh, okay." And I say it. It's just for, they never laugh. That is so it's good. just for me. I don't so think anyone's good. ever heard me say it. I but oh. it's just the idea of like I wasn't gonna have a good day. Nick. I didn't know that. Was, and like they were telling what me how a, to have a good day. What a and gift! It, it cracks me up. What a gift you've given us. But <laughs> do you know how many? There's thousands of people listening. I'm sure, but how many dozens of them? We'll do this. You think so? Just for themselves. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up once a year on Christmas. And just do, do you do, is there bits I have you a do life yourself? Bit, life bit. That you just... I've never had the courage to do the following life bit. What's that? And you'll get why. Okay. This is it. Someone says, uh, I'm checking into a flight. Uh, cab driver, better. Says, have a nice flight. Uh-huh. It's, it's from Regan, right, too. Right, right. I want to go you too, but on purpose. Right. You too. Right. It's the yeah. you too that's the yeah. mistake where yeah. you look stupid. Yeah. But to do it on purpose, hey, have a good flight. You too. <laughs> but do it deliberately. Just look at You also have a good <laughs> flight on your airplane that you ride on. You. And then just like hold it until he's like, listen, I got to go. I just, you have a flight to catch. I don't have hold the, the eye contact to throw myself under the bit bus. Why Do you not? know what I mean? Because I'd go, you two, and they'd go, he's stupid. But what they don't know is I was doing it's it on absurd. purpose. You two. <laughs> just <laughs> hope you feel better. You two. Just always say you two. It's funny that it was a Regan thing. That is my life. But yours, huh. Here, I'll do it. You do it. Ready? Okay. Uh, there you go. Have a nice day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see why I can see why people wouldn't get it. It's very jarring. It's so it's like it's one of those dumb things where it's like like you get an elevator and there's only I love you know the the so you know the Hyatt at uh, in Montreal yeah where everyone sure. stays it only goes two floors yeah so I can always I stop you okay <laughs> stop because Nick do you have a Hyatt elevator bit you know what yours is <laughs> yeah and I think mine is going to be the same as yours. Every single time. There's an elevator that only goes from the lobby to the ground. That's all it does. Every time I get in, I say, what What floor? (laughs) (laughs) We just licked our armpits and I get absurdism. (laughs) Nick, we've never been in the elevator at the same time. That's so funny. Every time. Ask. I mean, I know you believe me. But Val would be with me, and I'd go, what floor? And she'd go, he does it every time. Every <laughs> well, I mean, it's time. a festival of comedians. I, this, probably, maybe everybody does it, but no, nobody laughs. I nobody, no one's ever I've never laughed. gotten a laugh. And I've always gotten a serious answer every time. Uh, I'm going down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say stuff like, oh, I've never been down. You know, or just, yep. it's, oh, I, I think, okay. you know what I, I think when people like, we're just used to that everybody knows that we're goofing around all the time, sure. you know? So when I, when they don't realize that like in real life that they come across as we say something crazy that they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, oh, 
he's goofing around. I don't know if they just think that we're crazy right. or, or what it is. Right. Or they're just not even thinking about it. You I know? think most people spend a lot of their days wondering if... <laughs> shush, Brody. You want to be on? <laughs> he's like... He just smelled oh, You know, I, I found that, that, <laughs> that pirate bit a little offensive. <laughs> I was a pirate in a past life, and I was very vicious, <laughs> which is why I'm a dog. Um, <laughs> how many people did I offend with the idea that the dog karma is worse than human. <laughs> yeah, <I love> it. <laughs> you were bad. Now you're an adorable puppy. <laughs> um, what were we saying? Sorry, bro. Uh, uh, oh, most people think that if I laugh, I think so many people are going around worried that they're stupid. Right. They'll be perceived as stupid. Other people will think they're stupid. You know, all that sort of stuff. And then they're also worried secondarily, not as much as themselves, that you're stupid and that you'll be yeah. seen as stupid. Sure. So you go, what floor? And they're probably thinking... Oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> say you're going down. Like avoid right. the saber tooth tiger. Right. It's okay. Right. So right. the comedian. What it, what's interesting to me about all of this conversation is the idea that the passport. Uh, you can go to a, You can be Don Rickles, and mm-hmm. you get the passport to be offensive. Right. You know, in that way, you go. You buy a ticket to a Don Rickles concert. You get the passport, just like a costume ball, mm-hmm. to be that audience. To right. lose yourself in that space. Of course, Facebook, Instagram, and all the others have stripped us of the anonymity that we used to get by sure. merging into a thing called the audience for Don Rickles. Yes. Now you're checking in, and you're gramming, and you're tweeting as your favorite lines. So you're culpable. You are yeah. now part of it. Uh, so I, it's interesting to me the way that the horror film is the slasher film. If comedians will see more and more personas, where it's just like, I'm not Nick Vatterot, I'm Samuel L. Buttfuck, and all I do are buttfuck jokes. <laughs> I saw a guy on a bus, and he was giving me some lips, so I buttfucked him, <laughs> and everyone's just like, <sighs> right. "This is such a relief right. because it's a character." Right. You know, I wonder if we're going to go more that way. Just in the way that a slasher film, nobody thinks the actor playing the guy killing all the people is actually a murderer except idiots. Ah, that's interesting. I don't know why that came back, but right. here we are. Are you noticed about horror films the other day? Look at the idea of a horror film is you look at it as a comedy about a guy who, no matter what he can do, he can't seem to kill this one guy. Ah, that's great. <laughs> and he's just like, oh man. But the the, the I know we got to get out of here. But the elevator thing, no, it's, like, it's interesting. The the idea of like. Like when you're, when you're in the audience, but also like uh, the idea of an audience. The uh, like, how many times are you in the audience? Can I tell you another life bit I have? Yeah, yeah. Put a you'll put a pin in what you're about to say. Okay. Shark Tank. I like watching Shark Tank with Val lately, and the logo is like when it comes towards you. Uh-huh. Every single time we go. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's never not funny. Life bet. And then we do one. Sometimes we do the bit where you're startled, and then you putting your own hand on your chest startles you again. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So you were saying? Wait, okay, that reminded me of another life. Bit. Tell me a life bit. This is a life bit. We love life bits. Whenever uh, we're at a restaurant, yeah. At the at the end of the meal. Mm. I pretend the wine list is the bill, oh. and I go, "Who ordered all this wine?" Oh my god, that that is one of those restaurants where they serve you like a wonton soup spoon, and it's oh, filled sure. with like what looks like an ice cube and two capers, uh-huh. and you eat it, and it tastes like Thanksgiving dinner. That's how good that bit was. <laughs> Who ordered? It all, all it works when wine. it's like it's the wine book. Yeah. And the wine book looks just like the the the, uh, the, yeah. the, che- no, the book I'm of the check. I'm picturing it in ideal circumstances. Uh, I'm trying to think of other life. Who ordered bits. all this? 
I'm trying to. I, I'm a big fan of like, you know, on Seinfeld, Sein, Jerry gets a call from George and he goes, "Who is this?" Oh, like, sure, right. Val and I will do that one. Like, who is this? I'm trying to. There's lots. I yeah. can't think of any. Well, that's what it is. I think we do it. It's we only think about it every time it comes up, and then we never think about and it. And then again. we're so like excited. that joke in your act that you go like, "Oh yeah, I was supposed to write a better punchline for this." Right. And you only think about it when you yeah. get to that act again. That's it's like, the only right, time. Remember, and then you leave, and then it's like, do 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 do. A week a later, story? and you're like, "Oh yeah." You know what I did want to talk about before we, you know, uh, get super 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 long, but I don't think anybody cares. Is um. You've come up on the podcast a couple times because I've had to represent your feelings about UCB and paying people. And you you wrote that post. Yeah. And I've caught myself uh, feeling both ways. I Uh, felt I've been the person going like, yeah, you should pay. You make millions of dollars. You should pay. And then I catch myself being like, and you know what it is. It's just an old guy smelling his own farts. It's a guy going like, oh, they didn't pay me and everything is fine. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's really sure. what other people are saying. When you like Bernie Sanders paid for college, I paid for my college. Exactly. I'm not paying for other people. But when you interview someone who, who makes their living, you know, doing comedy, and you're like, should they get ten dollars to do Whiplash? They're just, you know, why are you asking them? It has nothing to do with any of these people, you know. Right. Like, you know, Mark Marin chimed in. No, I didn't do it. Like we're talking to the wrong people. You made a very interesting case. These these theaters can be shitty to comedians. But, yeah, I mean, that's like the biggest thing. If they were like constantly cool, I wouldn't. The cool guys? Yeah. If they were like high-fiving us and, oh, we're so glad you're here. Or, hey, you know. They should incorporate that in their business strategy is kindness. Yeah. It's kindness. That's, that's really what it is. But it's that, the lack of kindness. It's like we, as comedians, and, and this is, you know, and also like I'm fighting for fighting. Why don't, why don't you <laughs> but, lay I mean, the backdrop a little bit for those who don't know what we're talking about? I mean, about. basically. The, the, UCB does not pay. They, they don't pay. They, you know, I think any venue that charges an admission to see comedians and does not give the comedians a cut of what they're charging right. is, is, is a crime of sorts. And like, you know, what's interesting here we are on my podcast and you're not being paid. Yeah. That's something I did. Are you not? <laughs> I happen to know that. Are you Lang whose podcast is wonderful and you can subscribe to it? Sure. Uh, he he doesn't pay his guests either. There's uh, a great no great, one great. pays their guests, by the way. But you're being nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> that you're is so funny. Me. That's so funny. I don't. Care, but Artie you know? is like I'm introducing you to millions of people. He didn't have to say that, but sure. it, I, I remember talking to Artie about you know subscriptions and like what is it? What do you get? And the finances of it. Yeah. And then you start going like, holy shit. I don't. I don't make a lot of money on this podcast. I split it with Nerdist, and right. it's not like a huge thing. Right. But like. Uh, it's similar. So sometimes I feel that similarity where I'm like, here we are. What's your album's name again? For Amusement Only. For Amusement Only. So there's the promotion. Comedy Central Direct, iTunes. There you uh, go. You can, uh, I'll sell it out of the back of my uh And without fridge. a doubt, for the rest of, you know, hopefully your life, you'll be doing uh, tours and people will say horses are here to stay. But you. I'm also That's not... That's nice. I'm not here every week. Ah. You know? That's ah. another thing. I'm not here five ah. times ah. a week. I'm not here every other Monday you night. Salty dog, you, you know? are right. I mean, it's honestly if, 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 if I was a co-host host, and, yeah. like, and then I didn't get a cut, I would Pete, be like, where, Dude, "Can I get like a?" You keep I talking mean, about Squarespace, yeah, ten percent off, right? Are you doing that because you love Squarespace? Yes, yeah. I am. Because I have a feeling <laughs> my also, buddy said there might be a chance. Yeah, it's also <laughs> a sponsor, which right, means they're right. paying you. Yeah, and it's and also here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. You're not. I mean, there's, there's a million analogies that could be used with this. There aren't like. 
10 other people here that you're giving all these other opportunities to that are part of your podcast that you're not giving me as well, you know? Right. There's a whole, there's, there's a lot to it. You know, it's the idea of like that the standups, I mean, I don't know. There's a post, I think it's on my Tumblr oodles of Cause I think I put it on my Facebook originally and it got buried, you know? And so yeah. like you can go to there and, and, and read the gist of it, you know? And like, you know, I, I I'm just, you but know, the headline was they were being very shitty to you before the money even came up. It's just it, it was like, I, the, why are you setting up your camera? It's like, and it, it wasn't just the people are like, oh, this guy's so entitled. It's like, why, why I'm not entitled. It's like, you, you can't just go into a, people thought the whole thing was that I wanted to set up this camera to take my set. And I was mad about that. I couldn't, that's mm. not what it was. Mm. It, it, it's, it's years of like people being, co- it's like flight attendants. That, that, that are snippy with you? Stewardesses. Stewardesses. I can, no, I, no. I, flight I, attendants. I, I correct you the wrong way. <laughs> Stewardesses. <laughs> <laughs> Just whoops. The guy that wants you to be wrong. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Orientals. They're called, they're called lady airplane people. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, uh, lady airplane uh, people. Um, but uh, y- they thought it was about setting up your camera. They thought you were. It's, it's not. That's not what it is. It's, it's how we. T- it's how we. It, first of all, I could tell you a dozen things that happened in years leading up to this. You know, sure. like the whole. And I kind of touched on a couple of them. People being like, "You can't go in the back." It's like, okay, but I'm a performer. Where should I go? In? Go in the. It's raining outside. They made me walk in the rain all the way to the front. Yeah. I go to the front. They're like, "You need to go in the back." And I was like, "They just told me to go to the front." Well, you need to go in the back. I was like, "Can you like?" Just let me in the front. Like, no, you need to go in the back. So I go walk in the rain all the way back, and again, they're like, they're like, uh, she said to come in. Well, you need to have a written thing from her saying that you. I was like, just tell me. And then someone popped out and be like, hey, Vatterat, you're here. You're about up. And they let me in. But it was, it's, it's like, and that even that is like trivial. I don't care if any one of these moments would have happened. I would have never thought about it again. Independently, it's it's like, it's like, like there's comics that be like they've said to me. So many comics said stuff to me afterwards that were like, you're right. Every time I go there, it's like, what am I going to do wrong now that they're going to yell at me about? Mm. I've had, I had people who work at the theater like. Like email me, you know, and be like, "Hey, you did put, you brought up some things that I've never thought about. I've never looked at the standups there as part of the theater." And you're right; they do do, you know, at, they do at least at the, at the UCB East. They make up at least half of the Chosen. of the sk- schedule, yeah. you know. And then, like, you're right; I don't treat them as the same. I don't treat them as the same as the improvisers. I don't, you Which know. Which I think might speak to a deep seated. I don't want to say jealousy, but there, there's always there's always been a division between the two. A division, and, I, and, and they're I, doing something that not a lot, no standup can do. And you know, there are crossovers, sure, but they're both looking at each other, going like, "I can't do what you do, and you can't do what I do, and it's I don't weird. like you." It's like, yeah, I know I keep saying Dominican and Puerto Rican, but it's like these it similar. Is. It's like New Zealand. The Zealanders closer you are to each other, the more you hate each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and I, you know, I did tons of improv in Chicago. You know, I, I did I did tons of stuff at I O and worked for Second City and did all. I I love improv. You know, I love improvisers yeah. and uh, but it is weird that like all these improvisers get all these casting opportunity. Not that I want them. I want them for the other comedians, you know, like but all you these... do want to be on that website. I, that... I don't want to be on the website. I honestly do not. You should. I don't want to be. You on should it. want to be on the website because <laughs> I'll tell you as somebody who's cast a few things now. The number of times you're just like, just go you to look at me and you, you look see, at See, this is true. And why I've heard other you... people that do casting talk about the same thing. But why don't the stand-ups that perform there constantly, they're not invited to any of the... the... I used to be on the, on the site. But so I mean, was Aziz but, well, and stuff. You know what? It's the, there are comedians that run shows yeah. there that are on there. Yeah. I think you That's to, what it was. I would run you a ran show. a show. Yeah. But there's comedians that perform there like every week. Yeah. Stand-ups that perform there every other week and they don't get the same opportunities it's as funny, people that work there. It's almost like this weird integration thing. It's like, we'll give them their own section. 
Isn't you know, weird? And just yeah. say like stand ups, and yeah. then like so you know these guys aren't as good at yesing anding. Right. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you guys got separate bathrooms. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a tricky thing to do. Aren't aren't you guys all under the same roof? Aren't you keeping the same lights on? And you know, and they they <clears throat> it's just easier to not do change, which has always been the argument of every like what I say in the post, injustice and humanity is like yeah. it's easier not to change, you know? Yeah, yeah. And like and also like I want to st- you know what I want to start with? I just want to st- so you're not gonna you're gonna charge and not pay the the, the stand ups. You're not gonna give them the same opportunity Opportunities. And you're not even going to be nice to them when they're there. You know, you're going to take me out in the hall, berate me like a principal yelling at. I, I felt like I was in grade school. The guy was yelling at me. I mean, the thing was hilarious. Yeah, he yeah. goes, he's like, you can't set up a camera. And by the way, people were like, well, you got to ask a theater. I was like, dude, honestly, I asked the UCB the first three times I brought in a camera five years ago. Yeah. And after a while, they were like, we don't care. You can bring up a camera. You know, yeah. five years later, some new guy comes in. He's like, you can't set this up without asking. I was like, well, they told me years ago I could just set it up if it was just for me and it was fine. Well, you got to ask me now, and this is not our protocol and what killed me about it is he is he says uh he's like you know i let you you know i tell an audience member they can't set up a tripod and you know and then they see you set up a tripod what, right. what do they I go you know what first this, of all who are these who are these audience members setting up tripods yeah <laughs> it's just a thousand tripods That's so funny you know what it needs is it's it's this other type of intelligence that i don't see that much of which just is be kind to each other yes kindness is part of it there's yeah. this binary it's not allowed uh what if the audience sees you then they think they can do it. Okay, that's the binary. You're looking at it black and white. We can't have them having cameras, therefore I can't have you. Can't. And then there's that social intelligence, that unspoken sort of like, don't be a dick. Yeah. You can go out for cigarettes and never come back. Maybe don't be that guy. Right. You can tell Nick to not set up his camera because you have the rule book. Sure. Maybe zoom out, big picture, be kind because it's good to be kind, and also be kind because it's actually good for your business yes. to not have Nick being like, fuck these people. Dude, they could have had Rafifi down there at UCB East. They could have had this cool... Yeah. Like, Rafifi was gone and there was no, like, cool one I know. Place. Nobody hangs out there. No comedians go like, hey, you hang out at UCB. No one goes there because right. they're so... It's the same they, setup, so, bar like, in the front, yeah. thing in the back. It'd be great, but because they, like, talk to people like that, no one likes going there. No one likes... Like, at least stand-ups don't like hanging Can out Can I tell there. you, I, it's not that I think I'm Johnny Showbiz, but, like, I recently went to an improv theater. I won't even say what city it right. was in to keep it vague but i went because a friend of mine was performing and again i went with val and it's not that i think i'm johnny depp and they should know who i am but in a comedy theater maybe one out of 150 should maybe be like i think this guy's a comedian just just to be kind but also fuck that fuck any sort of celebrity or notoriety just be kind because i am a paying i came and i paid 15 bucks for me, 15 bucks for Val, here's $30 to see your shitty show. Right. You know, it was just kind of like a poorly put together show. The show was fine. It was funny. But it was not, like, ideal. You know, this show's leaving while we're supposed to be going in. I don't know where to stand. And people were straight up 100% so rude to me. That's it. Why? I knocked something over by accident, uh-huh. which was ironically the comment box. Because it was poorly screwed, <laughs> it was poorly screwed into the wall. Get a bigger comment box. And I nudged it. Boop, screw this in better. <laughs> I nudged it and it fell into the trash. Uh-huh. Okay, and someone came out and they they didn't do any of the nicety of like it's okay. Right. Sorry about that. They were just like were mad at me. Right. And were rude to me and told us to get out of the way like five times and we're like where should we stand? They're like I don't know. Just get out of the way and we're like. 
we're the customers. Right, right. And then, of course, Val, because she's not me, got to be like, and this is a comedian. You should be nice to this person. Right. Because as I mentioned, we're always casting my show, and this is a talent showcase, you dumb fucks. Right. You know right. what I mean? Again, that, that's my ego speaking. But just be kind. Just be kind. It, just that's, be kind. Just be kind. Where do you get that's off? That's it. I'm being mad for you because of my own experience. I just wanted right. to tend myself. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole. Just just be kind. I would I would not care. There's other theaters, you know, like there's there's other places that there is a weird gray area about charging, but I don't raise as much of a stink because I first they're of all I, I know they're not as financially, you know, viable. They're not, sure. they're not killing it with the money, and also they're just very nice to me and they treat me well every time I go there. You know, yeah. it, it really was because of like the, the the rudeness and the snarkiness and all that right. kind of stuff. You know, but also there is this thing is like uh, the improvisers. You know, people are like people are like well, I I I go to UCB and I I have a good experience. No, I get that. There's tons of great, awesome teachers and performers there, and just the idea of just sort of having a place for comedians to do comedy is a good thing. I get all that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but why not? I don't like that the improvisers have to pay to perform. They got to rent this coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, why do you have to pay? Why do you have to bankroll payroll the coach? Why you can't know what the school it's pay for that? It's just because the last improv theater did it and the one before that did it. And that's how it's all the way down to an improv Olympic was in the basement of an Italian restaurant that's in the early eighties. And saying. it's like, you can't take the same model that happened when I'm you guys saying. didn't have a space. Didn't update it at all. No cut to shows like hot tub. Have you done hot tub at the Virgil? I don't know. In LA. Uh, there they oh, are, right, right, right. handing you 20 bucks. And they put it in a little envelope with a little stamp on it of a guy in a hot tub or maybe a lady in a hot tub. Right. And they give it to you, and it's sealed. You know those little envelopes that could only fit one credit card? Right, right. They put yeah. the 20 in there, fold it up, and you're just like, yes. It's nice. And, it's, and, of course, it's every single performer. If you go on that stage, you get $20. You can do it. it you can do it. You can it's do because it. Because it's easier not to do it. Right. You know? And because there's precedent. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, we did an episode of You Made It Movies here, uh, which was the assassination of Jesse James. And these, these are, there's like five of them. They're $1.99. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wasn't working much. And I was like, let's see if there's something the fans will pay for that would be nice and all this stuff. And, uh, and it would be a bonus. And it will take effort. Like, it won't just be a conversation. We'll get together. We'll watch a movie. We'll do this commentary for it. And we did one here. And I remember I did one with Paul F. Tompkins for There Will Be Blood, and Paul was that voice, that right voice that's like, well, you're selling it. You're selling it for $1.99, and if 1,000 people download it, which 1,000 people, it turned out, did not download it. But <laughs> right. If 1,000 people download it, it's $2,000. That right. did not happen, but he was that guy, and I remember that feeling of embarrassment. But okay, it kind of goes back to what we were oh, saying, that, you wouldn't- that, I, that I didn't think... Hey, you're doing it with me. Right. I'm thinking it's my idea. It's my brand or whatever. Right, right. This is where lawyers come in. Right. But then there's also just the like, okay, even before we sold any, here's half of what I think we might sell. Right. I don't even remember if we did. Right. But it's a tricky business. And it's friends, you know? So it's, it's weird that people don't even... I, yeah, yeah. A lot of... But because there's precedent. Yeah. I'm like, well, I've done a lot of uh, Doug Loves movies and Doug Loves Getting High and all that stuff. And right. I love Doug, and I'll continue to do those things, and I think they're hilarious, and I'm astounded at how popular they are and how many fans I've gotten from them. But then there's always the, the squeaky wheel that'll go, and I don't even know if Doug makes this honest. Sure, sure. So let's take Doug out of it. But there's always the one person, and here you are being the person going, like, shouldn't choose one. Don't pay us and be nice, or pay us and be a dick. It's, or uh, right. pay us and be nice. That's There's, even better. It's, it's interesting where the compensation sometimes comes from 
a, a non-currency yeah. compensation. You know, like the, it's like you, how old people don't tip well, but they're like, right. when I was your age, I thought everything was black and white, but everything's gray. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, I think you have cataracts. <laughs> Life That's advice the right the there. Tip. Well, it's interesting that you know UCB does this whole thing of like, and this could be the argument of a lot of people, podcasts and stuff like that. Like, I'm not paying you some of this money I'm getting from sponsors. The sponsors actually take care of like, you know, the things I need to run this thing. And, uh, I'm giving you value in, you know, like, like the whole thing with UCB is that we're paying you an exposure and opportunity Yeah, and all the other things that if you go to like cut the comedy stores, Wikipedia page, they describe the comedy strike. Yeah, the stand-up strike is exactly Mitzi Shore said the same exact things verbatim. That's right. As the UCB says, like you know, this is we don't is pay un- because this is opportunity and exposure right. and giving you a chance to be creative. I'm dying up here. Did you read? I'm dying up. Oh, here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those things are fascinating, and and you know, there was a small comedy strike here when I moved here in 2004. Is that the one that Ted Alexander kind of yeah, got and Russ Maneev and all those guys uh-huh. and. I don't know what happened, but every once in a while I'll make $20 that I wasn't expecting. But right. it's, re- it's a full-time job. This is why they have like union captains and all these things. It's a, it's a whole thing where we realize our strength is, okay, there's 500 of us, let's say. There's 500 right. comedians in New York. And of those 500, uh, maybe 10 of them, uh, maybe one of them will make it really, really big. Right. Like Melissa McCarthy, right. really, really big. Uh, yeah, then 10 of them will be like Aziz, really, really big, you know, all those types. And then there'll be uh, 100 that are working, and then there'll be 100 that are working and they have, also have jobs, and then there'll be some that fall away. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't check my math. That's not the point. Right. But if, like we it. realize that if we have all of these people and they're all kind of in the same contract, then we can take care of everybody. Right. That's kind of like a like make sure we have health insurance, make sure there's a livable wage and all this stuff. That's the idea of the union. It's really easy to get a group together and get very excited about all that. But right. what sucks, just like, you know, um, what's the Wall Street? We are the 1%, all that. Bert. What was that? Bernie Sanders? No, no. The, the oh, Occupy Wall Street? Occupy Wall right, Street. Right. It's a full-time job right. to like keep these things going. There needs to be one guy that's like, I'm not a comedian. I just love you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and he just runs the books on an old like crank handle <laughs> you know, adding machine. It's hard. A Bernie Sanders for comedy? But does, it, does, it doesn't make it right. Right. There is precedent. And we, you know what? I, the, the, the more I've done, the more I see that like the whole system is set up. Every, every single job is set up on the idea that someone is being paid what we figured out is the least we can pay you right. to do something that's worth, by virtue of a job and a, a valuable business, what you're doing is worth more than what you're being paid because we need to turn a profit. Yeah. So that's what it is. If you're working for anybody else, you're just doing something that they wish they had the time to do and they're underpaying you. That's what... That's what the world is. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Except for Starbucks. They, they take care of it. They take care. They got good health, health, it, it, health insurance. The, the problem with, the, with you know, like comedians is that, and, and why we put up with so much of this, is that like, there's a desperation in our occupation that isn't in any other occupation. That's it. You know? There's a vulnerability. It's like, you need this. I will perform for free. No I will put up with all this it. because I want this and so bad. That's where you get the old farts like me going, you should want it. You yeah. should want it so bad you do it for free. I'm not saying that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm saying I have waves of that yeah. because 
I do notice that the guys that are obsessed with getting paid in the beginning, and right. this isn't you, right. you're, you're a working guy, you're a real, <laughs> I'm just here to tell you, you're valid. I'm just saying, if you're an open mic, you're saying, where's my 10 bucks? Then there has to be some cutoff where we get to go, fuck you, it's not about that yet. Right, right. But at a certain point. But you do have to realize your value at some point. You know, that's what it is. Like, and Suze I, Orman over here. Is that? It's true. <laughs> She's the financial advisor that's like, I, I remember reading something that she said. She's like, you need to realize what you're worth. I, right. won't, I won't do a public speaking, this is her speaking, for right. less than $30,000. That's what I'm worth. I, I know the numbers. I'll, you'll sell this much and this and the bar and whatever it is. Yeah. I'm worth it. Yeah. And the comedian starts to figure that out slowly. Yeah. You have to be reasonable. Yeah. You know, and like, it, 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 and by the way, like comedians, like for every time somebody at UCB has been like shitty to me. I'm sure some stand-up was shady to somebody over there. You know, like yeah. you know, I'm sure it like oh, works yeah, both, both ways. Both ways yeah. And there's comedians that are like being like, "You need to pay me more," and and then and the business like genuinely like struggling to pay as much. You know, like right. like like I, I actually I did think your math might have been wrong. You admitted that your math might have been wrong. It was what I mean. Whenever I there's a company to, in Manhattan, I'm just like they're probably paying a billion dollars, right. For this, I just get you know, it's it's but it's also like if Chick Fil A can open up. <laughs> Four stores in Manhattan. I'm like, well, how do they? You know, right? They opened up four. If struggling theaters uh, don't open up four different, that's a fair point. And you're like, oh, we're struggling. Let's open up three more theaters. Uh, <laughs> and this whole like thing, we're like, well, the theater is separate from the school. The theater is a big ad for the school. If you don't have the theater, you don't have the school. No one's going to the school just for like, I want to learn improv just to know it. You yeah, know? that's like, true. They're all doing it as a pipeline to fame and celebrity. And that's like, right. In uh, this whole thing, so that maybe one day you can open a theater and. Oh, it's a like, giant pyramid scheme. <laughs> giant. <laughs> well, do you feel satisfied on that topic? I feel I feel good. <laughs> I, uh, I feel all right. <laughs> Did I offend anybody? Nothing happened. Nobody's uh, nobody's taking like taking better care of you guys or anything. I got an apology from the theater. You which did? is nice, but I did sort of like. Who okay, did you come about, from? Oh, uh, I mean... <laughs> Uncle Charles <laughs> yeah, Del Close, which was a bit suspicious. <laughs> Sincerely and definitely alive, Del Close. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm Ted Cruz. What? <laughs> it's all a bit. It's all a bit. <laughs> um, they didn't like acknowledge any of the other stuff. I was like, I, was like, I appreciate the apology, but how about change is what I want. Apology is meaningless right. without change. And right. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. I wonder That's if fine. they've crunched the numbers five, like if like, just from five bucks, has there been a meeting? I would like to know that there was a meeting where they go, if we give all the performers five dollars. I think they'd have to do tax stuff. I, I think that's the biggest thing is they have to fill out like paperwork and, and they tax things and they don't have to deal what with they that. Made. Yeah. I'll tell you this, when I pay my openers now through a, a corporation, yeah. it's, it's a kind pain. of a pain for them and for me because right. it's all above board. Whereas it used to just sure. be like and sometimes it still sure. is. Sorry, IRS, but right. sometimes I'll, you know, pay somebody for something small. But if it goes to the corp and it's you're getting a check cut from this these people uh, everyone's paying taxes on that. Well, and, and I've also considered the idea of like if a, if a coach makes, you know, so th- these performers are paying like a couple hundred dollars a month to perform, the improvisers and the sketch people, the Herald and the Mod people. Yeah. And, but the coach gets cash, you know, yeah. which he doesn't have to pay any taxes on. Uh, and if this is the second you go through some sort of payroll, then he's going to have less money because he has uh, yeah. to pay the taxes. So it's they would like, have to actually pay him more for him to make the sequel, that's equal it. amount of money. That's when tip. we were waiters. You'd, you'd clock out and you'd have to declare your tips and you'd just yeah. enter a preposterously low number, see if it would accept it. 
and yeah. a, lo- a slightly higher CFO would accept it slightly higher because taxes. Oh, once right, everything right. is above board, you always put in the lowest amount. That's what everyone would Absolutely, do. Yeah, and yeah. if you got it right on the first one, you're like shit. I could have done lower. I could have done lower. <laughs> Which means, what did I make today? I made nineteen dollars today. Bet against, <laughs> bet against one fifty South Mish. That's right. I was right up the street at TGI's. You were TGI Fridays. No way. Well, we're almost out of time. We, I don't know if you're familiar with the podcast. We always talk about the meaning of life and everything. Oh, jeez. Do you believe in anything? <laughs> do you believe in anything? Um, do I believe in what anything? I mean is like a higher power and organizing principle, uh, something after death. Oh, man. Do you think we're just matter? Carbon? I think it's a whole nother hour if we really get into it. We kind of talked oh, about yeah. this at, 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 at TJ's wedding. We yeah. sort of like went down this whole thing of like this idea of like, shit, I love the idea. It's of, like we do another, this is just, <laughs> this, this is just shit. It's three. This is just the silly one. Yeah. And then we do the God one. Well, the idea of just, we talked about it for a long time. This, the idea of, uh, I, I'm sort of open to whatever. I, I you know, I, I think to be any to, to have to be certain on any aspect of existence is just as to be like a you know diehard it's Christian and a diehard is. atheist is all. I'm not saying there's a god or not a god. I'm saying there's maybe there's another option we haven't even considered. You know, right. I just right. love the, I love energy, I really talking, the energy and all. Can that I tell you? Uh, ooh, can I tell you a Terrence McKenna quote that I read today? Yeah, it was talking about. Um, how we're every everything here is almost like a cell in the body of this larger thing, uh-huh. and just like cells in your body don't have an idea what they're actually making up, but they can have a sense of it. We don't know what we're making up, but we have a sense of it. Right. Isn't that interesting to just consider? It's the zoom out principle. It's like here I am, and I'm kind of doing my thing, uh-huh. but really you're just a part of this bigger thing that you you'll never know. It's dogs. You'll never in the know. Internet. You'll I never s- know. I saw this like. I, don't know, I, I remember, like, I don't know if I was high or what, but I was like, a, Get high. there was a Coke cup on top of, like, a piece of poop. Yeah. And I, I pulled the cup off. I was, just, I was I don't know what it was. I was, like, in college, and I pulled this cup off of this thing. Off like the poop? Fly. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. I was just picking up trash. I picked oh. this cup up, and there was a piece of poop, and there was a fly on it, and the fly flew away. And I was like, what if that fly was hatched in that poop? Yeah. And all it thought was the world is just inside a Coke cup. Yeah. And then I picked it up. I was like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's He's like, it. what the hell? Yes, that's it. And he bl- it just blew his mind. He's like, wow. And he yeah. lands on another poop. It's like, oh, we always get back to our roots. Yeah. But, you know, like. Uh, oh, he's craving that cup. Yeah. But he just thought, he's like, well, this is all life. It's like, it's a poop and it's inside of a Coke cup and that's the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And then, like, this idea of, like, what if it. He, <laughs> he could have never. He could have never. <laughs> Slow it. Whoa, frat party! You know? <laughs> he could have never imagined what was outside of that. He, there's yeah. no way he could ever figure out what's inside of that. Right. Another fly is going to be like, well, I speculate it's this. And, like, I think there's uh, something out there. And people are like, there's. Definitely nothing out there, and it's like, right, but it's like, right, but yeah, right, right. this whole thing we don't even know, you know. Right. I, you know, me and me and TJ get in these like, you know, he's staunch atheist, and yeah, I'm, you know, and I in, into like, uh, we get in these conversations. I, the, the running theme between our conversation is this: the idea of energy of like, I don't completely buy into it, you know, but I love this idea of like, there might, you know, there's this book called The Source Field Investigations. And what they talk about is that, like, every time, every time something happens, like, you think of somebody that you haven't thought of for 10 years, they call you that day. Yeah. Or, you know, or, or someone's thinking of you. It, it, all these weird things that happen, deja vu, all this stuff. Yeah. That there might be, you know, and I always talked about this, Good this energy. It's very interesting. I don't buy it. I don't buy into anything it says, but I'm open to some, some of, there's some stuff in there that's very interesting. Well, can you know, I? 
Yeah, hop in. Throw, I'm going to hop in the double slit test, the What's same that? as double slit test. I am going to botch it. Every scientist listening, just fast forward 35, right. 40 seconds. It's the idea that they, I don't know how they do any of this. They take a, a piece of a wall and uh-huh. they cut a slit in it and they shoot particles through it. And the particles right. go in this certain pattern. And then they shoot waves at it. Blah, blah, blah. Cut to the punchline is they do two slits and the particles are somehow impossibly going through both slits. Right. right. So it's like the quantum physics level doing something impossible. Right. You shoot one particle at it, yet it splits at some point and goes through both right. possibilities. Right. Then they add like a camera or like an observer. Again, I don't know what the observer is, but as soon as the observer is added yeah. to watch the particle, the particle then just goes through one of them. So weird. Because it's impossible for it to go through both. So once the observer is there, right. it changes matter. So That's there insane. Are, there's a, exactly. So you thinking of your friend becoming an observer. I, I'm out of my depth. Right. But what I'm saying is when, we start, when I start feeling myself opening to these ideas, it's because once we get to the sub-sub-subatomic and once we get into the quantum realm, we find more, not less mystery. We find less explanation. This super collider. Tell me this about idea. it. It's a Radiohead song. So the uh, – right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, that's what I want to talk about. Have you heard Radiohead, <laughs> dude? Man, turn off the lights. Get ready to get sad. Uh, <laughs> Why do I love it then? <laughs> it's, love it. it is great. Uh, uh, but go on. But the um, uh, although when Super the guy collab. plays Creep in the Bedford Stop, that's like the, that's like playing Stairway in the guitar. It's like come yeah, on, don't really do playing don't Creep. Do it. Does he? If, yeah, the guy on like, the banjo. Yeah, there's a guy. He's like, I'm like, come on. What do you? What do you play the sweater song next? Yeah. You know. <laughs> So uh, it's a little too hipster for me, but the uh, so the idea of the uh, so this idea of like let's say that like the reason that you thought of that person is because that person thought of you that day. That person somehow through the energy of the universe yep. went into your brain, which made you think of that person. That person was going to call you anyway. Yeah. Or you thought of that person that went to that person. He thought yeah, of and was like maybe go. I'll call maybe I'll call that person. Yep. Right. Um, you have a dream about somebody, you see, you run into them. Right. Okay. So this idea of like, well, that's all absurd. That's like metaphysics. It's, 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 there's no, there's no science to it. The problem with metaphysics is that like for science to happen, something has to happen 10 out of 10 times. You drop an apple, it 10 out of 10 times it falls to the ground. So that proves that it's the thing. Yeah. In a lot of these metaphysics things, it needs to be, it happens like seven out of 10 times. So it doesn't happen every time, Someone but it's, it happens enough. Carl Young. Yeah. It's this like, is whole thing. Yeah. It happens enough times to be like, it's interesting that it happens more often than it does not That's in these it. experiments, but like it doesn't happen all the way. So you can't say it's scientifically conclusive. Why do you conclusive. always know when your phone vibrates, you have a very good idea who it is, even if it's like, it's, it shouldn't, it's not someone replying. Right. I feel a buzz. Right. And I, if you ask me, I have a guess who it is. It's almost always that person. It's not because I'm psychic. It's always Carl Rove, and, and you just know it's Carl Rove. But so, this, so the the idea of the super collider it proves the this this thing called the God particle or the Higgs particle. Okay. Yeah. So the Higgs particle is this thing. So like, if you two, I'm gonna try to quickly do this. If you have two items, like say you have two objects, and this is sort of what you're talking about with the photon thing, yeah. uh, that are identical. How can they have different properties? All right. It's impossible, right? Well, here, let's say you had two identical things and you put one on the Earth and one on the Moon. Well, now they have different properties because their weight is different because of the uh, the forces imposing onto it yep. have it cause it to have a different property. So there is something going on with these like Higgs particles where they are identical things that have two different properties to them. This is as best as I understand it. Sure. So that means there is. You mean a, even if they're both on Earth, they still have different. Properties. They have different properties, and they don't understand why they have different properties. The only the only thing they speculate is there is some force. 
enacting on it that is causing it to have two different properties. So to prove the Higgs field, which someone says they did prove it, I don't quite know. I'd have to look it up. But the, to prove the Higgs, the to prove the God particle to be proved to the Higgs particle, and to prove the Higgs particle is to prove this thing called the Higgs field that the Higgs particle exists on, and the Higgs field is this intercola- interconnecting thing throughout the universe, which actually could scientifically prove why, why you think of friend? things, yeah, and like that everything is like connected in some way. Yeah, I just I love the idea that it ends with just science and God proving each other. You know, like Buddy, we were all right. That's the thing. Yeah. I've said this before, but I feel like science is trying to photograph it, and this mystic is trying to feel it. It's the same thing, right? I th- I think they're all in the same pursuit. And Rob Bell said that science and faith are supposed to be dance partners. At, the fundamentalist has no business in science, right. but the spiritual sort of open what we're talking about gets ejaculate science. We love it. Like yeah. I. I yeah. really enjoy it. I love this idea. Yeah, the, this, the science aspect yeah. of religion, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Or, I, or I don't spirituality even, or yeah, whatever it is. It's hard because there's no... Not really religion, there's, but... There's no good word for it. Yeah. Mysticism, spirituality, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, fascinating. And then we were talking about... And this is because I was telling you about the, the movie that I was writing about this idea of like... Because I like the idea of like parallel universes, yeah. you know? And, the, and then we were talking about at, at the wedding the idea of like, if there is a heaven... <laughs> This is what I can't figure out. Familiar. If there's a he- let's say there is a heaven. Yeah. If there's a heaven in our universe or our dimension, and yeah. there's an infinite amount of dimensions, then is there a different heaven for every dimension, or is there one universal heaven and there's like every dimension of you? That doesn't make sense. That seems like there's too many dimensions of you. I'm not saying I believe in heaven, but I'm saying let's just yeah. let's just for the sake yeah. of this. There can't be a catch-all one for all of yeah, them. Yeah, so there's got to be an infinite. It's like Marty McFly seeing himself. Right, you right. can't. It's so crazy. I have to have this dimensions, Pete. Even though right. we've proven that every time I make like a choice, there's two splitting off. I believe I, I heard something like that. Right, right. This dimensions, Pete needs his own heaven. Right. You can't have one heaven for all the Petes. No. I just love like talking crazy. <laughs> Which is the name of your book? Uh, one, one heaven, heaven for, for all, all the Petes. <laughs> Well, that is my heaven. Just hanging out with myself. It's just all this you guy remember. gets me. What if that's heaven? Just you from every dimension. Oh my heaven. god! Yeah. Now I, I say that, but sometimes I'm like, it is exhausting. Doing this podcast is very interesting because I'm like, I think I know what I think about everything. I'm still because changing. getting all the pr- perspectives from everybody. It's just all the perspectives and all the questions, and that's why I'm always saying on the podcast, I'm like, I've said this before, I've said this before, because you bring up Brian Regan, and I'm going to say this, and you say this, I'm going to say this. Yeah. And I, that's not the case in this one. It's just moments and I, everyone that every once in a while I'm like, I'm really I'm playing the hell out of this Pete Holmes thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it all on the court. You know what I mean? <laughs> this one will be drain dry. Um, so I love your answer, and you, it, and there, I don't feel any like fear or anything. It's, it's not like a, you're not like afraid of the afterlife or some sort of judgment or anything like that? No, I don't. You know, I grew up Catholic Jesuit high school. You know, I got, I feel like I got burned by Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, because I was the kid in like grade school that asked every question. Well, how is this a thing? What, Goliath? There's just one, there's this giant guy who's three stories. There's only yeah. one of them. Yeah. There's never another one. Yeah. You know, what about all this stuff? His one boat? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how about, it was Adam and Eve, but then their kids weren't messed up. Their, yeah. The kids' kids weren't messed up. I thought you could marry your, yeah. you know, like, 
incest? Well, how does that work? I thought yeah, the kids yeah. are messed up if, you, if they're too close to the chromosome. You know, and, I yeah. have, and finally they're like, faith, 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 faith. And some butts now. Butts, 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 butts. That's great. Unbelievable. And, and then, But then I, got to, I took a scripture class in high school, and they were like, everything, they're, they're, they're always like, everything's real, everything's real, everything's real. And I took a scripture class, and they were like, actually, nothing in the Old Testament was real. These are all stories and parables that they told, you know, Moses, uh, you know, when the, the story of like the, the food falling from, you know, uh, the sky, the manna forming, the, the, the quail is actually just, it's a f- phenomenon that happens to this day where the uh, birds will fly looking for water. They fly so far, they never get water, they get exhausted, they fall out of the sky. Oh. Manna is this like salty, there's, if from a sea will come over and this like, s- the, the mist will, will like, collect in the morning dew and when the water evaporates, it leaves this crusty little salt cake and that's what the manna was from so they were like forming as a natural thing but the, like all these things it's are funny, like explained. To, to that I'm just like, relax, relax, relax. It's a story. It's a story. It's, it's just a story. A story. It's, 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 it's not that. It was manna from heaven because it's a story. Right. It's, all, <laughs> it's like, relax. It, when people, there was that movie about the, the plagues and it was like, and the frogs turn the water blood red right. and the blood gets the children sick and the firstborn dies. And right. I'm like, or it's just a story. Like, fucking relax. It's just a story. We gain nothing in you being like, Goliath was most likely a humanoid. Of blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> right. relax, relax, right. relax. Feeling, not fact, relax. But it was weird that they did. And then, so I raised my hand. I was like, so wait, so this thing that I asked was if they all really, if these factually historical happened, even though they weren't in our history books. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like all that. This You said it did happen. And you promised me that it happened. And now that you're, I'm in high school, you're, you're telling back. me yeah. you're going back on it. And they go, yeah. I go, well, what about all the Jesus stuff? Like, yeah, that happened. I was like, you can't just tell That's me funny. that That's it. Because I was just like, and everyone, every I tell this to, other Christians are always like, well, you know, it did happen. I was like, yeah, but don't you understand, though? It's like the boy who cried wolf. You can't just tell me everything's real. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah. And then suddenly say, yeah, but this one's still real and that one's not. Because you just right. told me the other one was real all the time. And that's when I got disenchanted with the whole thing. But uh, to quote the great Richard Rohr, myth, myth, which I believe the whole Bible is mythic, is always true and sometimes really happened. But that's yeah. true of all of it. That's what right. I would say. So it's not like throw away the old... T- well, I don't know why I'm answering this for you. Right. But yeah, it's the same Semitic storytelling tradition sure. throughout. How could it not be? I like the ideology of, you know, just the, the, of Christianity of being like, be cool. Be cool, Just baby. be cool. That's, right. This is my religion. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, there That's you go. it. This guy, like the tow truck guy... <laughs> Did you see the tow truck guy who left? He's a Trump supporter and left Bernie, a Bernie Sanders supporter on the side of the road. Did you hear oh, the story? No. It's like South Carolina. And he goes to go pick her up. She's, she's straight on the side of the road. She's got this handicap sticker in her car. And, uh, and he goes there and he, uh, he says he just left her there. And he says, I think he says, uh, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was very close to saying, Jesus told me to get back in my truck and go and leave her there. Wow. And I was just up going, Boy, Jesus really jumped the shark on his yeah, whole message when yeah. he decided to talk to this guy, you know? Can it, I, buddy, the way we use Jesus, it's crazy. It's not even a moral compass. It's like this camouflage that I'm this good person. No, it, it's what we do with everything. Yeah. It's the theater saying this is what we've done. It, it's everything. <laughs> right. It's, it's the great uh, Richard Rohr. Again, I can't, I can't plug it enough if you guys are into that sort of stuff. It's called Sermon on the Mount. It's r- roughly about the Sermon on the Mount. It's, it's just about everything else interesting and the Sermon on the Mount, which is also interesting. But uh, he talks about how any time a Christian uh, or you know, somebody evangelizes you talking about how pro-family Jesus was and how he's like, that is the absolute 
worst interpretation you've ever... And it's not that family isn't good. Right. But Jesus didn't come here to be like, have a wife and a family and, and settle down and, and, and eat and watch TV. He's all about like, lose it. Leave it and lose it and drop it. And it's fake and it's false and it's a veil and it's a dance and it's nonsense and it's everything. No part of him is being like, Pay taxes, buy shit, eat, and <laughs> fuck your wife. It's not what he's about. Right. But it so doesn't matter right. what he said because he's become this other thing that right. we can say he told me he told me to kill a person. He told it's me so, to leave a person by the road. Leave, which is <laughs> to leave the person kills me because yeah. like every story that was ever told in the Bible was about what you do when someone's on the side of the road. I know. That's it's, like a it's bit, not that's even like, Yeah, it's the, like the it, like you, As a kid, I'm even like, well, who's on the side of the road anymore? It's like, well, Nick, you take this lesson, you yeah, apply it to yeah, other yeah, lessons. Yeah, yeah. This is literally a leaving a person yeah. on the side yeah, of the yeah, road yeah, situation. Yeah. And he's just like, wow. Yeah. Jesus decided to go back on everything he said. Because he's your, he's your Jesus. He's your, your own personal Jesus. Jesus. I love Johnny Cash. He's great, man. Boop. <laughs> My favorite lounge singer of all time. You are a king. Uh, I think I think I'm out of time. I'm supposed to be up at Midtown at three thirty. I, I underestimated. You might have just kind of hang out and just keep going. Uh, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, we so went so long with we, it. I'm so we went sorry. two hours. I mean, we could keep going. Nah, we should go. We should call it. My butt sore. Yeah, man. Is I, your butt sore? I said all the words I know. My oh my god, my butt is my whole body's actually my butt is feels great. <laughs> The only thing Why that's am I sore. allowed to update strangers that my butt is sore, but I can't just be like, my butt is in ecstasy What do you right do? Now. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What do we... But I, I feel really good. Can We always end with the same question, because okay. it's a nice little end, uh, which is, can you remember a time or perhaps the time you laughed the hardest in your whole life? Oh, jeez. Or, if that's too overwhelming, right. a time when you laughed to tears. God, you know what it was? I, I and I've I've told I've told TJ this. Yeah, yeah. That this is one of the hardest I've ever laughed. Yeah, and it was just. I, there's a bunch of different. Several times. of mine are TJ. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, and it was just the absurdity of the moment. I just remember like <laughs> we were in Appleton, Wisconsin, right? And he's got this tour bus, and he has to like fly back. I think he's doing meltdown the next night, mm-hmm. right? And. Uh, we're in this tour bus after the show, and uh, he's he's making the sandwich, right? <laughs> and we're all goofing around. We're all just like joking and doing bits. So it's already like laughter is high, and we're just joking around. And Miller Davis was like, "Hey, TJ, you got to go to make this flight. You got to leave." And TJ's obsessed with making this sandwich. He's getting mustard out. <laughs> he's putting all these things on, you know. And Miller's getting like kind of like Miller's awesome, you know. But yeah. he's like he's getting a little like, dude, you got to go. And he's like, yeah. And then we're goofing around. He's just like, guys, this is all fun, but you got. And he's like, hold on, and, you know. He gets to get another condiment out, and he's like, you know, getting the bread ready, you know. And he's mm-hmm. just like, TJ, he's like, and she's like, well, how much time? He's like, he's like, you'll be late if you left twenty minutes ago, you know. Like he's yeah. like, you're gonna miss this flight. It's Appleton. There's not a lot of flights out, you know. And. <laughs> 
like you know and, and people are like seriously TJ you should probably he's like nah nah and he's getting this whole like in this whole thing and I'm just like I'm just like laughing at like how frustrated people are of like trying to like dude you gotta get into this thing TJ being obsessed like like laser eye focused on this sandwich you know that and then like alright we start funny. packing again and, and it's this whole giant and I'm just like laughing at just the absurdity of the whole thing yes and like his buddy Tuck is like you know he's in the car just laughing and making jokes and just drinking you know and smoking and stuff and it's just like a big crazy thing and TJ and there's a driver coming in the driver is here he's like hey man we got it he's like I got it you know he's finished and like this giant commotion I'm like alright we get his bag we're doing it and they all leave and finally the door leaves and close I look over and the sandwich is sitting there oh like, my God. like like just untouched he like didn't he didn't, he didn't even sandwich. eat it or stay, like the whole reason like the past like 20 minutes were all about this oh sandwich that he was making God. and then he left without it and I just I don't know why that struck me as so funny, but I just like was no, like, I get like it. seeing the commotion. Everyone finally get like, all right, we're going, we're packed, we're ready, we got them out, we're gonna make this flight, we're gonna barely get out. I gotta make this sandwich. Where is that? Where is those peppers we had? I can't find those peppers. You need to get the meat, put the whole thing. Let's get this different. We gotta go. You're gonna be. And then it finally like leaves and there's a calm, and the sandwich is just sitting there untouched. I just I Isn't just saw that, that and I just cried for like twenty minutes. I don't know why that struck me as no, so funny, I get but it. I just like it. That is one of TJ's things, too, is TJ is... We all eventually leave the sandwich. Which you know he, what I mean? Like, or she, yeah. you, it's so important in that moment. Right, But right. in that moment is every moment. I just, yeah, like... You leave so, it. You just leave it, and you're like, this thing that was... So, so important. important and focused on, and, and everyone was in that moment buying into the yeah, to the narrative. Thing. He needs to get on the plane, and there's TJ, the the you know cosmic jokester, right. that's just kind of like. And nah. we're doing bits the whole time. Yeah, and, it's, it's all a joke. Oh, and I just, yeah, yeah. But that is like, yeah, such a metaphor where you're like so focused. And that's then you're what like, I oh, that thing didn't even really matter that I was so focused on. You know? the, it's another reason why I would never want to change. Not that, not that I could. TJ's about 50 times smarter than I am. But I would never want to change an atheist. Like there's sure. a guy who to me exhibits so many deep mystical. I'm not going to say spiritual, but mystical, just like fundamental is even right. better. I'm, I'm thinking of him potentially hearing this, but fundamental, like in your bones, truths about reality that most people go into like caves and meditate to uncover. I see him just living it through absurdity. It's wonderful. Well, sure. I mean, that's, I mean, he is a great example of taking absurdity and having a point. Yes. Or that's like, it. like, yeah. like some sort of substance, uh, you know, yeah. uh, 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 approach to it, you know. That's he's, it. He's, you know, the, the absurdist and the offender are still saying the same thing. That's They're right. saying, hey, we're all going to get eaten by this thing eventually. That's right. Let's just talk about how ridiculous that is. That's right. Know? We got, we're stuck in this game yeah. where if it's not this, it's that. And the best best case scenario, it's still that. Yeah. And you leave the sandwich. Yeah. Fucking A. Uh, well, I, that's a, an amazing podcast. Nick, this was honestly one of my favorites. Oh, and dude. we were due for a silly one. Dude. I always say oh, that. good, man. So thank you. I knew you would deliver. It was so fun, man. The silliness. Uh, and would you say keep it crispy? It's just how we end the podcast. Hey, guys. Hilly, <laughs> keep it crispy. The dog. <laughs> the dog did not know what that was. The dog's walking around on all twos right now. That's so weird. <laughs> He's smoking a cigar. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, man. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.